Geek Shock. Geek Shock. That's great. It starts with an earthquake. Bird snakes and airplanes. Lady Bruce is not afraid. Shit is cocksucker, dick prick, motherfucker. That kind of thing. And that yeah. being the part, so, like, you didn't see that happen. So my question is, I wonder if, if Empire Strikes Back came out today, uh-huh. would our good friend, Famous Paul, be willing to look over the potholes that are so oh, he'd hate it. through it? He would absolutely hate it. Poop. He would, it's he poop. Would, <laughs> He would go Pacific <laughs> Rim on its it. ass. He would go I Pacific wonder. Rim on its ass. I'm still ass. saying it's the best Star Wars movie, and it's a highly enjoyable movie, and, I, and I, I watched it the other night, and afterwards I was like, huh. And the big one that gets me is like, how long are Han and Leia inside that asteroid monster if Luke does a lot of training but not all of his training as a Jedi? Because it's like they're in there for maybe a couple hours. Do you think that's real time? Do you so think Luke that's real time been, in the training? Well... What he did? It's a, a montage. He did a day. It's, it's a montage. It's a montage. Yes. It takes but a strange did he do montage. a day of training? Montage. I'm gonna say he was there for like. It feels like two weeks to me. So see, it two be, weeks. I would think longer than that for proper beginning of training to get to where he gets. Within. But you remember, he doesn't do proper. Beginning no, he doesn't training. get finished. But even if it's two, but still, even if it's two weeks. Yeah. That's how long we're handing away in the, the rock monster. How long does it take to get from the Star Destroyer to the Cloud City? Does it point. take two weeks? I hear you on yeah. that, but you got to understand <laughs> that during that time, at a certain point, they probably engaged the hyperdrive. Am I wrong? Did they go into hyperspace they before that? Did. No, because the oh, hyperdrive no, wasn't working. That's why they had to land on the I know that's why they had to go to the Cloud then, City. Didn't they go to hyperdrive at some point before? I think they tried before to. Before to get away. They tried to. They, they never, never succeeded in the movie. That's why they had to go to the Cloud Millennium City. Millennium Falcon. Yeah, yeah, no, I'm saying they were in impulse engines, and so it took them weeks to get someplace? No, we just skipped over that part? Well, that was the whole thing. It's like, it's got to be somewhere close. No, it's when they left They left Hoth. That's what it is. As soon as they leave Hoth, they're being chased by the Star Destroyer. As they leave Hoth. Yes, that like, happens from right from yeah, the like Luke thing. goes. Yes, we're right. gonna go to Dagobah, and then yes. next shot, they're being chased by the Star Destroyer right. straight. So then they get into the asteroid, they in the field, asteroid field, they land in the inside the monster. Yeah, spoiler alert. And then they <laughs> <laughs> for the forty-year-old movie. What? And they're and then, in there, <laughs> and then they 40? fly out of it. Ow! And mm-hmm. then they get out of the asteroid field. So did they spend days in the asteroid field? I don't think so. Well. Yeah, it's tricky because like it's tricky because how long? Don't get me wrong, I love the movie. How long? How many cutbacks were there to Dagobah after they got to Cloud City? After they got to Cloud City, a couple, maybe one or two. He gets they get to Cloud City and then he's like, "Ooh, there's something wrong with Leia and Han." Yeah, that second one where he's getting. I mean, I can make the the I can make the forgiveness on like you know (laughs) it could be and Cloud City. They're not very long because she says C through C three PO has been gone for like a day. A day, yeah, and Mm -hmm. that's unlikely. No, they're only yeah, but see, but there you go. So I mean, they're there for forty eight hours. There's some time at top. There's some time. Yeah, but you know what I'm saying. Yeah, no, it's close. It's close, but it's not plot hole like. Modern day plot hole. It's not like, hey, I need I need a fucking wrench. Here's a wrench. That's a great question though. How long were they inside that monster? I, a day. I always felt no. I always felt like it was a few a couple two hours. hours. That, two, two to three hours. Would it take a day to th- try to fix? I think that it's a time thing? worm. That's the yeah. excuse. I mean, I want mean, the I mean, no prize for that. <laughs> well, they are inside a wormhole. <laughs> it is Geek Shock number two thirty-seven. I am Master Torgo, the famous Paul, eighties Jeff, uh, Captain Luddite. Fact check Dandy. And Bonzo the Beast. Yeah, full couch, gentlemen. Yeah, Good is, to have you aboard. Yeah. yeah, the couch is uh, swaying from We're here to talk people. Week and Geek and apparently <laughs> Empire Strike back plot holes. No, I just, I it dawned on me like there's a couple things in that movie where I go, if that movie came out today, 
would Paul be as enthusiastic? I about would it? be more enthusiastic. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be more enthusiastic because I've seen the prequel trilogy, and that I'd is be a like, tough no. thing because a lot it's of the movies I love when I was young, you I love because I was young. Yeah, they were. Ended. Yeah, I mean those three. The no, first it, three movies are definitely aimed for young yeah, audiences. It, it, it hit yeah. me at the right time. I mean, it, it's oh, just definitely. my favorite film. Yeah, ever. yeah this yeah. this comes along with a long line of things that I've been thinking about recently, and we were talking about you know the music that Jeff listens to or doesn't know of today. <laughs> um, oh Lord, but think about this like. Most of the movies that we did grow up with, we love because we grew up with them. Yeah. A lot of the movies that today's generation that we'll never get or, you know, thinking about it with the plot holes and stuff, it's for that generation. Kids loved The Phantom Menace. They are. Right. And, and it's the and same in, thing with professional. in 20 years, they're going to talk about, you know, the third movie the way we talk about the second movie. I think they will. I think I think so too. I, I think it was good. I don't think there's going to be that much, that kind I, of reverence. I, so I saw somewhere might, today. I, I wouldn't be surprised. Somebody had a, a thing about uh, like if the Breakfast Club had been remade today, that they would never would have interacted with each other or even gotten to know each other because they would have been on their phones yeah. texting like the whole yeah. time. You know, complaining yeah, you about how uh, or no, posting to Facebook complaining no, because about because Mr. Vernon would have taken those phones away. There is that. There is and, that. But I, with getting back to my point, <laughs> I think him. it's the same. I think it's the exact same with professional wrestling in a way. Like a lot of people my my age who are in that demographic who grew up with Hogan or Warrior or whatever, they don't get the guys like today. So we complain about it, but we don't realize that it's for the kids. It's not for us, right? And it's going to be that they're going to be their same heroes. It's going to have the same. Oh, well, The Rock effect. is going to be huge for people in twenty years. Yeah, absolutely. But yeah. like it's and it's the same with movies. It's the same yeah. with music. Mm-hmm. No, it's oh, what yeah. you, well, it's what just, you grow yeah. up on. It's generational thing. It's what you grow up on. But there are classic movies that live on, and every generation likes. And I mean, that Star Wars, all three of those, the first one, the four, five, and six, hit adults and children alike. Right. Yes. But adults, I think, enjoyed them because they had a childlike enthusiasm. I think too. Princess mm-hmm. Bride will be one of those movies that are like that too. I hope and so. It's a generational yeah. I movie. I hope Princess Bride comes back in a big way. And then I tried to watch uh, Return of the Jedi. Return of the Jedi is gets a little boring. It's a horrible movie. After you've seen it uh, after you've seen it 3 or 4 or 5 or 6 times. It's not horrible. It doesn't hold Endor up. Endor is a bitch because it was a last minute change up. Weird decision. Oh no! Marketing the move. Ewoks and Endor like the Jar Jar Binks of Episode One. Well, that's exactly okay. it. It was it was a well, you it was a Lucas marketing move. The yeah. kids. Yeah. And he sold it. He's like, I can make number one. He was originally supposed to be Kashik, mm-hmm. right? Supposed to be the the Wookiee homeworld. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he goes, well, here's what I can do. I can make make teddy, teddy bears, a whole that the kids line will love. of toys. And as far as the production goes, I can cut my costs in half. By slicing all those costumes in twain <laughs> and making double the the Wookies. That's basically what he did. He, yeah. he doubled his Wookies. Wait, he took them out of the costumes for us, so, right? <laughs> not no, necessarily. Not in every case. That's not why Peter all. Mayhew has that scar. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he's he survived. I'm the main one. God damn it! He's one Don't of the cut few me. that survived. You cut the rest of but them. No, you can. I'm see the main one. In Return of the Jedi, now having seen the prequels, you can see hints of the prequels in Return of the Jedi. Yeah, oh, you can absolutely. see he's headed that way. Oh yeah, especially now when you look at the Blu-ray well, because, because with all the addition additional you know uh, mm-hmm. graphics. Well, and he tweaks. was he was married. He was having kids on the way. And, yep. and, and I mean, it, it, he was uh, becoming more, more that. to the point. 
no one would check him. That's the other thing. He had no, no one, one say will no say anymore. no. He didn't. The and first movie had restraints crazy. of the budget right. and time. The second movie, the studio had his back. He got to do his dream project. But unfortunately he wasn't for directing. artists, unfortunately for artists, the best work happens under very difficult, arduous, constraining circumstances. It's uh, uh, it's just a necessity bitch. <laughs> creates uh, yeah. invention. Yeah, exactly. you know. It's so, sure. if you have, creative motor. If you have all the time in the world to create your thing, you'll never make it, or it'll be Chinese democracy. Torgo, I'd <laughs> like to uh, I'd like to revisit something about last week, the uh, zombie Wolfman vampire mummy thing. Okay. for a second, and I and I thought about this logically, maybe maybe just because it hit me when I was looking at it. But all the guys we talked about, you know, zombie or the vamp- Dracula, you know, Wolfman, um, whatever, uh, Frankenstein technically is a zombie. Am I wrong? Frankenstein, a, a no. created zombie. A created zombie? Well, he's not he's really a, a zombie. He doesn't have the zombie virus. He's he's not. He's back from the dead. He he is the he's, living dead. He's, he's a, a living, reanimated. He's a reanimated corpse, but he's not a zombie. And he's not a single corpse. He's a reanimated multi corpse. Right. Mon- the mem- the mummy is right. So it's the like mummy, a combination of yeah. The they don't have the virus zombie. though. He's a wrapped up zombie, yeah. but they don't have a yeah. So basically, kind of. with that song, we covered the entire. Sort of monster men, pretty much. Basically. Well, the question there's too no is creature from the Black Lagoon. Well, now there's that whole debate about what is what is a zombie because the original zombie movie is uh, white zombie, right? Yeah, white zombie. Yeah, and then Night of the Living Dead is probably Night of the Living Dead is the first zombie movie of eating the flesh kind. <laughs> yes, yes. And there, it's not a it's it's not a disease, is it? It's not a. The, I've never seen it all the it's, way it's through. It's not said as a disease. I think they said it was like something like a comet or something. Oh, they, Paul they is holding his thing. head Please and laughing. God, tell me this is coming. not another werewolf. So some kind of comet. I'm just thinking of the song. God damn it! So it's God a comet. Damn it! I love that song so much. So like all the corpses get radioactive. Yeah. Well, that, radiation. That's what made it so exciting is that it was never explained. Oh, it just my God. Uh, happened. That well, is my happy place. Because I have some friends reason. who d- debate that if it's like a disease God or a virus, they aren't zombies. <laughs> like it's not a virus. A virus doesn't make zombies. It makes no goddamn sense, Paul. Yeah, yeah. there's there's no, so many zombie origin movies. And it makes no goddamn sense that you would like something that oh makes no goddamn sense. Oh, my God, there's two things going on right now. That's right. There is. Let's not do the two things. I told my brother we didn't do this anymore. Yeah. You lied. <laughs> I just thought I let Paul bask in his joy and, and ignore him. <laughs> yeah, I can, I can take the giggles. That's all right. Yeah, the giggles are fine. He's but happy. I like, I like when he's joyful. <laughs> Jeff acknowledged him, and that was the problem. Yeah, never acknowledge Paul. No. <laughs> you see, Jeff says he hates it, but secretly, I yeah, think he, he loves it. Feeds it. Feeds no. it. Yeah, never look. You, lo- it. you just out. said that. <laughs> never look Paul directly in the dollies. <laughs> I want. I want nothing more than an animated video of Wolfman's balls. <laughs> <laughs> that, would, that would send me to the moon. <laughs> hey, uh, you, mean just, you mean just like furry tether balls swinging in the air? No, the actual <laughs> animated... The, I want the story, the whole story hey, of the uh, doctor down in the lab. You might have, you might have a lab. new song, Paul. Uh, Fact Check did uh, reference Creature from the Black Lagoon. Yeah. So you can That's figure true. out something. Yeah. Oh, man. All right, what uh, we geeky things to do this week, gentlemen? I killed Bob Hoskins. You gotta you stop not. doing that, you son of a bitch! I was on the last chapter of Who Censored Roger Rabbit. <laughs> oh no, that's okay. I ruined the Undertaker streak you, at WrestleMania. That was it. This week, I'm killing. I'm killing. Uh, oh, God, his name right out of my head. Michael York. 
Oh no! I'm reading Logan's Run. You gotta stop, time. dude. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta stop. Is Michael York not dead yet? Andy's. He's still alive. Oh, yeah, he's well, till the book's done. Yeah, <laughs> and, of course, and then and I and then I went to Free Comic Day and hit eight of the stores. <laughs> nice. Wow. That was I a good. Out to one. That, was, that was a good article you wrote, man. Thank you very much. Yeah, you know, nice. you just brought up Logan's Run. I one of my favorite <laughs> scenes in Free Enterprise is where he's turning thirty and he's having the the <laughs> dream sequence. <laughs> And his buddy goes, he's like, there is no renewal. And he's like, you and I are the only ones that even remember Logan's run. <laughs> and it, 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 it is so was true. Was he turning 30 or was he turning 40? It's 30. It's 30. Yeah. In the movie. Oh, my God. In the book, it's 21. Yeah. Yeah. Welcome to oh I love God. just watching the realization. Just sink yeah. over Paul's I remember, I remember watching Free Enterprise. Yeah. In and fact, I was like, yeah, 30. Boy, that's a look out. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck me. I couldn't. And when here we both 30, turned 40 like, this year. It's about fucking time. I'm tired of being As 20s. I'm reading Logan's run, I'm wondering if what I'm reading is technically kitty porn. Oh, yeah? Because it's... That's William F. Nolan wrote that, right? Well, But everyone dies at 21. Yeah, they're all young. Uh, it's, it's, from, it's from 14 so they're to 21. They're fucking like rabbits. Yeah, they're reproducing probably at age 15 or 16. It, there it is. Well, hell, you even go back and look at like Brave New World. I mean, they're, they're sexually active really young in that book, too. Hell, I remember reading that in high school going, this is a little edgy. For <laughs> classroom reading. <laughs> Spoiler alert on Roger Rabbit, too, by the way. He's dead about 50 pages in. Roger, Roger, Rabbit, is? Roger Rabbit is dead about 50 pages into the book. I think oh, you're really? okay on that. Right. So I didn't know that, but I'm never going to read that book. Yeah, exactly. Last week, uh, Torgo let me borrow uh, the Wolverine, the, the recent edition, not Wolverine. the X-Men Origins bullshit, um, which I own. But So I'll just call myself out on that one. Um, but I rewatched that, and... Surprisingly, I wasn't as pissed off as I was the first time I saw it. And I think it was a lot. <laughs> that's, that's high praise. Right. No, I think it was a lot <laughs> well, if you better. you go in with lower expectations. Maybe that's the case. I the, think I was actually a lot better. The most recent Wolverine movie? The same. Yeah, I, I never had any problem with that. I thought, the new I one? Think, yeah, the I new really one. really didn't. Oh, no. I, I mean, there was a lot of problems with I it. I went but straight I just to think, bed. It just, I, I, think I tried to watch it three times. Yeah, I think it was a lot better than I might have given it credit for originally. <laughs> but I think, And I think the only <laughs> one part of it. I think the only mm-hmm. one bad part about it I didn't like was the samurai, like the the metal samurai. I didn't That's what I hear. Make it to the silver samurai. The, you're such a curmudgeon. Samurai was the I only was part a, I did. It was a terrible film. I, I bought the damn thing like an idiot. Yeah, he bar- he let me borrow the copy you gave him. Yeah, yeah. It, was a, it, it was on sale for ten bucks. I'm like, I can't go wrong. How wrong I hey, was. Hey, it was a better buy than John Carter. Okay. It was better. Yeah, it was better than X Men Origins Wolverine. Which one? I'll give you Jumper. That was fun. I don't want no. <laughs> Am I wrong in saying that though? Like that this jumper. Wolverine was better than the X Men Origins Wolverine though? Eh. Yeah. I mean, I I didn't yeah, have a problem better. with this film. X Men okay. Origins Wolverine like is just he's briefly in the bar scene. No, that's no. X Men First Class. You're thinking that's First X-Men Class is dead. X Men uh, Deadpool Origins. with Ryan Reynolds. With Ryan Reynolds. X Men Origins is what? Is that a movie? Yeah, yeah the whole yeah. movie. It's the X-Men one Origins before this Wolverine. one. Yeah. I won't let this you is, borrow this. This is basically Wolverine Two. Yes, that we're talking X-Men's about here. X Men's Origins. It shows Wolverine. the history. Oh, I never saw it. That's okay. Yeah. You never saw you it. Say, no, I have because I have the game, which was great. The, the, so that's the only example of a game being better than the movie. Well, you know why? Because that game was being developed before the film. And they only at the last minute made it a tie-in movie because it has a few similarities. It branches off quite a bit. Uh, they just tied it in because it was coming out at the same time. Yeah. The film. I'll but say this: not, that game is bad. Not ass. knowing the comics, X Men Origins Wolverine was fascinating to see I that whole world. Did, that's that another he one I it. saw the first five minutes of. Sabretooth attacks him in the night, right? 
He's a kid. Yeah, a kid. Yeah, right? yeah, 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 yeah. Click. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I saw that sequence. I watched that sequence. So I was like, "That's enough for me." What's funny is that's not the sequence that turned me off. <laughs> that was enough for me, man. I was I'm, like, "Oh, I see where this was, is going." It was fascinating wow. to see the whole thing where he's fighting with the other team. With the military and all that, like I didn't. Is that in the there, comic book? Is he with Alpha it's, Flight it's, in that? It's in a no. version. He's not with no. Alpha Flight. No, oh, I want to see him with Alpha Flight. That's when it's good. He will. Yeah, he is sure going to be right. Isn't in, in this new one? Right. There Puck been is in no... the new one. What? Puck is in the new X Men movie, right? Uh, not that I'm aware. of. I'm pretty Puck? sure. No, he kind of. I'm pretty He's sure. Are you think Dinklage is big Puck? He's a very yeah. He is. Isn't no, Dinklage is playing a different character. He's not Puck. I'm pretty sure he isn't. No, it's Alpha Flight. I'm pretty sure. It's oh not. no! Dinklage is playing the creator of the Sentinels in the new movie. Man, I thought he was. <laughs> Puck. What a disappointment. Oh. Seriously, I was There's like... There's a future pass. There's no Puck in that. I thought Alpha Flight was coming in. No. No. You, One day, s- maybe. But that's yeah. not, this is not that day. Have you you've seen Zumanity? The the show? Yeah. Yes. He would make a great Puck. Yes, he would. He was in the the little person you're talking about. Uh, Zumanity, by the way, a show in Las Vegas. Yes, he so was. It's a sexy it has show. A, a little person in there. So when I went to see the uh, premiere, or close to it, premiere of um, Beowulf, the Zemeckis animated take. Yep. Yeah, that I went thing. to see that movie, and uh, that night, the whole cast and crew of Zumanity were there in the theater because the little person has a cameo. He did mocap for the movie. Oh, wow. And oh. when his scene okay. came up, that theater went crazy. bananas. <laughs> <laughs> and, I, and I was like, oh, I figured it out. But a lot of people were like, what the fuck is happening? <laughs> I missed yeah. something on the screen. My uh-huh. 3D is not working. Probably. Then, when the lights came up, I was like, oh, there's some people I recognize. I know that guy and that guy. Probably explain it for, yeah. But it's uh, Zumanity is a Cirque du Soleil show. Cirque du Soleil show. Cirque It's basically their sexy show. Yeah, right, exactly. But, the, but one of the best numbers involves a little person and a woman doing a silk act which is the uh the thing where you hang from two long pieces of fabric from the ceiling okay and it's just the most beautiful romantic thing you've ever seen in your life but it's a really buff little person and a woman who's up in the air that he can't quite reach you know this uh story of my life this next x-men movie though is the only is the only movie i'm willing to pay to see it in 3d because guess what it was filmed in 3d so there's i get that, that. We were discussing that about oh the X Men right yeah that, yeah. That, that came up the other day we were having a, a Lewis Lewis reviews to see it if it's not in, filmed in 3D. That'll be that means it'll be good. I mean we've talked I about was. how Tron Legacy was a piece of garbage because it was you think that movie could have been done well post production 3D but guess what was it called Tron Legacy yeah the last one Tron. No, the second Tron one, the last one was Tron it with the cartoon. I'm again. thinking of Uprising. Yeah, that's res- yeah, Uprising, Uprising is actually good. Yeah, Legacy was garbage. But what I'm the saying is, is you great, look yeah. at Tron and like think of how good that could have been if, yeah, if they, they'd done it properly. Yeah. Right? Film 3D, whatever. Or just not and just focused yeah. on spending Story. some money on writers. Yeah. That too. That's God an idea. Damn it. But what I'm saying is, you yeah, put out a movie in 3D. That's and writers. Stories and characters. You want to talk about that? Let's talk about Spider Man 2. Let's do it. Stories and characters. We won't spoil it for you because some of you might decide to go see it anyway. I'm gonna wait till I'm sure some of you already have. Video. I mean, it's made 92 I've, million. I I've think, heard in the first very week. mixed reactions on this. I've, I've read a lot of people that really enjoyed themselves. Yep. 
and <laughs> I I don't understand how it's possible. I don't guess I them. I guess I get it because the action scenes are are really well done. That that part's good. I, for a I, lot of people, that's the only reason they're going to a movie yeah. like that. Uh, there isn't many of them. In the meantime, it's a very Degrassi high story going on. But you love Degrassi but, high. But I guess the one good thing is is that he's actually playing the Peter Parker from the comics. Listen, when Garfield and Stone are together on the screen, there is goddamn chemistry. There is. It there is it's because the they're fucking one. in real life. It Duh. Does, it doesn't matter. If that Whatever it is, is translating on the screen. Before they were fucking, it translated on the screen. Right. Um, well, they're both good actors. Exactly. They are. With they their are. masks off, they're able right. to actually do it. And Garfield is definitely my favorite Spider-Man. I'll agree to that, too. He surpasses Toby Toby McGuire and and, uh, Toby McParker. uh, Wait, what about the guy from the 70s? uh, Yeah, what was his name? I can't remember his name. Jack Hairjob. Jack Hairjob. Jack is right. I think you're right. The guy from Electric Company. He was the best. Jack Hairjob. Jack Hairjob Parker. Jack Hairjob Parker. That guy was awful. Da, 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 but that da, wasn't da, his fault. That was that's that's da, 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 the good da, 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 thing, right? I mean, he's playing the Peter Parker from the comics that you want to see. Yes. My favorite the, the only has th- always been the Electric Company one. <laughs> the only thing. You, that, Nobody you, knows what you are. Right. You, you guys want to you you see the best example of that. I've told this story many times. Look up on YouTube, <laughs> Spider-Man and the Yeti. It'll blow your goddamn mind. It stars, no lie, Morgan Freeman, Spider-Man, and an anally obsessed Yeti <laughs> who gets his jollies by sitting on frozen treats. That's true. Someone sits down with a milkshake. He sits on the milkshake. Someone sits down with a cold soda. He squats on the soda. Spider-Man entraps this monster by leaving a trail of ice cream cones, which he consecutively <laughs> squats over like he's taking a Chinese shit. And it'll blow your mind. You know what blows my mind? The fact that you actually watched it like that. No, I saw this as a kid and it locked into my mind. I, it was you watch it. You watch this fur-clad monster squatting on ice cream cones. It burns through your retina. <laughs> the three of you just looked at me like I was crazy. Yet, you, dude, and you watched stuff like we that. We saw this as we were you kids. You gave me a whole bunch of I've shit about Skyfall. <laughs> this is. I'm not saying Skyfall? it's good, but it you is superior to Skyfall. I've never that seen segment is superior to Skyfall. <laughs> the motivations of the Yeti trying to get cool clear, makes way more obvious. sense than Javier Bardem. I want revenge because I'm half a lady and a monster and man. It makes a what hell of a lot more sense than, than Jamie Foxx's entire character. Now, here's something you may or may not know. I have heard that on the cutting room floor, there's a sequence in which Electro accidentally kills his mother. I've heard about not that. Not really a spoiler alert. Because uh, it's not in the movie. Right. right, it's not in the film. But it apparently gives a little more credence and substance to his transformation. The reviews I've read say that basically he goes from zero to 100 into the crazy he zone. The, the, and it, and it, it makes it's, no it's, damn it's sense. It's no spoiler to say the reason why... Electro doesn't like Spider-Man or anybody's because he forgot his name. You remember my name? You don't remember my name? You're my enemy. That's that's the whole premise. There was a that's scene. It. There, not a spoiler alert again. There was a scene though in the film with Jamie Foxx at his house as Electro. I mean, but as the original character, there was that. So that probably was in that same vein of that scene getting could, cut. Could very well be. And when. That that first meeting between the two of them at the very beginning of the movie, 
I was I was in. I was like, oh, that was a great back and forth. I looked, and then it just that's all. It, the, it, I'm convinced out, that the costuming is a big part of it. If they'd let him keep the crazy star face mask, I think it would have made a difference. When you just maybe, make him a glowy freakazoid, yeah, I don't think well, that would have helped at all. Well, if you're gonna give it that much disrespect as a one dimensional character, mm-hmm. I mean. Jim Carrey's Riddler had more deeper character right. origin than this did. Mm-hmm. And so, and it, we're talking about the most cartoony of Batman stories. Right. His Riddler Everything wasn't, in this was cartoon. Everybody his, was Captain Exposition. It was, it was not Jim Carrey's fault, believe me. No, his Riddler was okay. And yeah. that, was another, that was that first time of, well, not the first time, but you know. But that was that step in that stacking direction. Stacking on all those villains. Well, they did it in, in, in Batman Returns. A little bit. But they yeah. only had two. Yeah, they had two. So it was. Okay, but then the next one is like, let's keep just stacking them, stacking them, stacking them. But all these villains in this movie are turned up to fucking nine. Right. And there's just no backing off of that. So you've got, I mean, It's the same shit that they pulled with Sandman. Almost granted, there's no like double team up thing happening. There's only one villain at a time. So at least there's that. They're building up to. They're waiting for Sinister Six. and, And that's another thing. They showed the big reveal at the end of the movie. That was in the trailer. The last scene of the movie was in the trailer. Yeah. Not even the last scene. The last shot mm-hmm. of the movie was in the trailer. And so there was nothing to get excited about at the end because you already knew this. Ugh. That's an old... That's and they're doubling and tripling down on this whole Oscorp is the source of everything bad in the universe. Well, that's from Bendis. That's from his... His Ultimate. Ultimate Spider right. Rain, yeah. And it's... <laughs> Which worked okay for Ultimate because it was... That whole contained universe, and he definitely, you know, sure. But but from a filmic standpoint, I mean, Bendis had a hundred plus issues to make this arc play out properly. Yeah, this is not that. Mm-hmm. You can't do it. As I pointed out to Torgo and you guys earlier, even before this, um, the the best parts to me. I mean, they was entertaining. I'd say that the dialogue sucked. Uh, other than that, like watch in three D, especially watching Spider Man just fly around the city. I thought that was really awesome because they would slow-mo it like where he's just flying through and you get this you feel like you're flying with him you feel like Webb has an eye for action without a doubt exactly I said the same thing about the first one that was what stuck with me was how Spider-Man flew through the air and all that the web didn't stick with you but but if that's (laughs) what you're talking about with that movie then that's not all that great now if you do go see this movie when you're watching this movie ask yourself this question because I want to know who is putting up the superhero fight barriers for the crowd? <laughs> Are there? It's crazy. Every time there's a big fight and there's a crowd, they're behind barriers that have been set up. Metal barriers. There was. Like there was. He's right. Going, yay, Spider-Man hit him. And then when big, big explosions happen, people run. But then they're all back at the barrier again to watch. That is the thing that, that really what? drives it is home. Is it the cops, what? though? That's the thing the that cops uh, did that, right? Yeah, yeah because they knew there was going to be a fight there. Why did they do that? What? Like how? That. When? Because Every time you, there is a superhero fight uh, in this, the I'm going to put up I'm a gonna, barrier for parade. It'll take you eight months and 42 <laughs> right. different permits to get permission <laughs> I'll before they even agree to do it. I'll ask a spoiler question then, because you, in the comics, usually, this is the crux of why Spider-Man gets his dual reputation as hero and public menace. Yeah. Because these fights do erupt, and there is collateral damage, and that's his whole and thing. He's, held responsible he's always it. held responsible, but he, he's always like, guys, I stopped the rhino. I know some shit went down, but it would have been a way worse if I hadn't stepped in. But people are like, yeah, I'm menace. And the it Jay wasn't Jonah in this stuff. movie. So they don't 
use any opportunity to put, put the second side of the, the turn on I, That's going to come in a later all. movie. You can bet it is. But there's nothing so there's nothing like in that. this to But that's on. always been the fun yeah. part of Spider-Man, too. And it's also it's a, a huge very, part of it. Well, yeah, it's very much a teenager thing of like, yeah. they're trying to do good and they do do good, but they still make a mess of things. And no been, no good deed goes unpunished. Yeah. And those Spider-Man. barriers and the crowd reactions speak to the biggest problem of the movie. And that is, and any movie that is like this that gets in my craw, is that nobody reacts like an actual human being would react. Mm-hmm. Well, they're all extras. They're I mean, all actors. No, I'm not talking about the way they're acting. I'm just talking about. I mean, that's the way a, they've been directed. Yeah, it's, it's like they would not, run the fuck away. It's yeah. It's not just that. It's like their barriers are set up, but even just motivations of everybody is. <laughs> it's it's. I would start to say, okay, you know what? That part is past. I'll forgive what I've seen because this action scene right now is kind of cool. So we'll just kind of forgive everything and then move forward. And then something else would happen, and usually a main character motivation in the film, that I'm like, I'm out again because no one would do that. Yeah. Uh Okay. So I may see it, you know, just to see what the hell's going on. But I would hope you get a free pass to do so. Well, there's the thing is, I'll I'll probably see it at the the Theater of the Gods. Okay. uh, And I'll probably drink a lot. So where are the bathroom breaks? <laughs> uh, when whenever when, the action, whenever like when that Marvel logo comes up, <laughs> <laughs> go ahead and just hit the you hand for about choice. two hours fourteen minutes. You're good. Whenever in the fourteen times that Gwen Stacy and Peter Parker break up or get back together, nice. Any of that time, okay. Really? Because that might have been the best part. It probably is, but at the same time. It's, it happens all the way through the movie, so you can miss one or two of them. I'm still thinking of going back to that about the the whole ring, like you know, like them setting up barricades and like letting them fight. I, I'm really not sure if that was the case or not. And I might have to just go back and see. You'll for that see reason. it. You'll see it. You're going to say, "Where well, the mean, fuck I saw are those barricades?" barricades come no, I saw from. the barricades, but I'm not thinking of it in terms of the way you're thinking of. Like, because I know that the cops did it to like shelter the people away. Because there were other times where an electro was no, out. They did it because the director needed to put up barricades to keep the extras back. That's what it looked like. Yeah. That kind. That's true. Yes. <laughs> that's why it was there. And also. Where would those barricades come from? Yeah, no, I mean, usually one. when I've seen parades set up, there's a big truck barricades comes through. Barricades are there's no parade in the movie. Mm-hmm. There's no parade, and then parade. people spend the next no, like you know a couple of hours up, setting it up. It takes hours. And <laughs> yeah, it's like yeah. you got to know way in advance to get a street lined with barricades. Now Maybe, I feel stupid because I didn't think of that moment. <laughs> Maybe we're setting up for the damage control movie, right? Which okay, well, I'm down. I'm down for damage control. I would love to see the maybe damage there's control just movie. another superhero we don't. I don't know think about. Marvel's going to let go of a there's single other of property. There's, there's, no, 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 no. This, this superhero, all he does is protect people who are watching other supervillains and superheroes. His name is Barry Fight. Cade, and he's Barry Cade, <laughs> Barry Cade, Barry Cade, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and he could just mar- instantly make large barricades show up. Stand back, citizens. Let these boys but do he, their business. But it's about the people. Yeah. It's never about him. So you Barry don't Cade, know he's the there. protector of the people. Barry Cade is the true protector of the people. The true hero the of the film. The greatest hero of all. Uh, and a true hero because he doesn't want the recognition. He doesn't. The goggles. It's they do obvious. nothing. It's obvious that this is. <laughs> Sony do doesn't give a shit. They just need to hold on to the license so they can print money. That's yep. what. It that's feels exactly like. what it is. Well, that's what it is. Regarded now as the worst Spider-Man movie, including that being worse than number three. Wow. I don't know. That's. But that's I, the room, that's the things going around good from everybody's God. Three review. is so bad. The three is so bad. But I gotta say, not that far off. 
<laughs> right. No, I've heard. Well, I mean, I didn't like the first new one, so I'm sure this one's going to be stinker poo. I honestly haven't bothered to see it yet. It's a shame. Because that second Spider-Man movie is the best. The old one. Yes. That's yeah. That's still that's that's one of the better. Yeah, yeah that's oh, one of the better, yeah, dude. if not the best superhero films ever made. That's oh, really. Oh, I wouldn't go that far. Okay, what's well, better superhero movie aside from Winter Soldier, which I just saw, which I think is the greatest X-Men goddamn film. And, and, and of course, speaking of, I guess that was this week. Yeah, was that as, before? As, as yeah, that was talk- this week because I saw it on Wednesday. I hadn't seen it since last. Winter Soldier's a blast. Winter, Winter Soldier, Soldier kicks ass. Winter Soldier is my new it's favorite superhero good, movie. It's super. The good. Avengers is an awfully good superhero. I, 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 I like Winter Soldier better than Avengers. I think, I Before you. we go in that direction, I want to come back really quick to Spider Man Two because we talked about them putting the X Men scene right. at in the at credits. The mm-hmm. Boy, did that confuse the fuck out of people. Yes, yeah. and I said this right before we went in. I said this exactly. Well, yeah, if you're not a, uh, deep in the yeah. world, it people would are be like, who is that? No, no. People in the, the theater were getting excited because Spider Man and X Men are going to cross over. That's, That's what they what said. I would and I'm assume. like, aren't you setting us up for some stupid disappointment? Right. That's but, what I would assume. But isn't there a yeah. possibility, though? No. Sony and Fox are going to team no, up. No, I really, really don't think there is. Really? Yeah. You think hey, man, Sony's huge, not in the best of financial positions right now. Alpha males would be willing to play together? Dude, I don't know, but Sony is not in the best of financial maybe. positions right now. Mark Webb, you know? It, they see the success of the Marvel universe, yeah, yeah, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, so it's yeah. a possibility. It's a possibility. Money talks. If it, if they look at it and can see a profitability, they might find a way to do it. Because, like I said, Sony right now is financially not yeah. as, as well off as they have been. Yeah, they're about fact, $30 million less than they projected at this right. moment for the, fact, for the Sony, last year. Uh, several months ago, before the, the movie was even released, uh, there was some speculation that Sony may be looking to sell off Columbia and all of their movie production arms to try to recoup some of their because like sony as a company in general has been racking up major losses uh the playstation unit has actually started to become profitable again right but they've sold off their television development unit uh they just sold off their uh their laptop production unit so there's no more vio pcs and laptops uh i mean they're literally shedding pieces of the company left and right Yet, so. yet again, something I said last week. Never say never, right? <laughs> but uh, no, back to well, your question. Never. Oh, go ahead, Jeff. But the, the, the question becomes, and, and only, unfortunately, people that are familiar with the original deal is, if Sony does sell off Columbia, what does that mean for the Marvel license for Spider-Man? Where does the option go to first? Have they held yeah. on to the walk? It would go license? to Disney. It depends how that's written own. up. <clears throat> well, it depends it on how it's Columbia. worded, but typically when you sell off a company to someone else or you split it off. If in I were own, buying that company, I would assume I would have all the rights that they Well, it, that is true, but it also depends on how that uh, license was set up because sometimes when the person that the license was originally sold to sells off that company, the rights revert back to or they can retain the it original. Or I'm sure it'll yeah. be in the contract. It's all how the there's, there's, I mean, it's all speculation, so I mean, it's, you know, until it I happens, it's spelled there's out. nothing. But um, I, I would hope Never. that Sony, uh, you know, doesn't, you know, just arbitrarily sell it off to somebody that's going to, you know, do hey. garbage stuff with it. Hammer. I, they, uh, Hammer and, comes and, in and you know, it, There's always song. the potential that Marvel could reach. <laughs> Reclaim it. But. I would I would pay real money to watch the Hammer films I got version a, of Spider Man or Full Moon. Asylum gets the Spider Man right, license. Right. Right. <laughs> we've already seen the Hammer version of uh, Fantastic Four. You're right. Yeah, we did. <laughs> which was which was good. 
What? What? <laughs> well, that's the literally. That's, what are you smoking? That's the one that was made way back, yeah, right? With the thing made out of cardboard, directed by Roger Corman. Yes. Yeah. That's actually not that bad. The uh, the Fantastic Four. The Corman the, Fantastic you, Four. Really? You think the Corman Fantastic Four was? Have you that seen bad? it? Here's the thing. I have, yeah. It's, I've seen it. It's, it's horrible. It's, it's, low, it's low budget, but yeah. it's, it's not Corman. as bad as I thought it was going to right. be. It's, it's the, reputation. Its reputation is overblown. Yeah. Visually, it certainly has some stops and stutters. Yeah. It has it some really, major issues but visually. But it's well written and true to the characters in a I way that none that. of these modern films are. I Corman is a, fa- is, a, is a comic book fan. He understands I'm going to give you that one, Mike. The, uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm it's, not gonna give it. They to did him. it. They did it on best of the worst. Yeah, the uh, Red Letter Media. For those of you not uh, not up on uh, Red Letter Media, that was one of the best of the worst films, and they were very pleasantly so in surprised. What, in your opinion, is that had it had a better budget, it would have been a much better movie. It was exactly one of those films that was done to hold on to a right. Yeah, you know that was exactly what have it, you what ever it was. Seen it? It's, it's and he not did it, so and much. And he did it for nothing for peanuts. Was like a hundred grand or something yeah. like that. I mean, I, that's probably not. Maybe it was like a million. Dude, you yeah, know what Roger I do Corman does. With a hundred grand, you could do a lot. And that fucking movie. Could no, have been a whole no, no, lot no, 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 not not nah. given budgetary Hollywood budget. The time that it was produced, as well as the budgetary limitations. Jeff, it was made around the same time that the original Captain America movies were made, and you can't even say those, those are terrible. Those are terrible. Those are, but the they Captain did a America lot better with that. Made, no, no, they did not do better no, with no, that. They that, didn't. Dude, that, that original mm. Captain America movie is terrible. Yeah, the one with the plastic shield. Yeah, from the, yeah. It's better than the, the cardboard the thing. Desi Arnaz Jr. Isn't that who? It is? No, no, it's no, the uh, late seventies, early eighties. Salinger. Of, yeah, Matt Salinger. Oh yeah, JD Salinger's kid. That's right, JD <laughs> Salinger's kid. What the fuck? The shield catcher okay. in the rye. There is fucking a- weird. <laughs> and the fake ears. So weird. So weird. The shield catcher in the rye. I, I'm probably forgetting how to do math problems, and I remembered Matt Salinger. <laughs> yeah, probably. Yeah, but yeah. Priorities. Back to uh, back to what the best comic. I I still think First Class would definitely be up there as one of the best comic book movies recently. It's really didn't, good. Didn't float my boat. I like it. It's fun. It's not. It's good. It's not three. Yeah, well, yeah. Could good we debate God. that maybe the yeah, original we all Iron Man is up there too? Oh, and yeah. it's an uh, alternate take on the origin. I like Iron Man three better than okay. the original yeah, Iron I'll Man, which is weird. Like, like definitely Winter Soldier shit. But that Winter Soldier kills. just blew my mind. I was like, yeah, it's a fucking blast. shit, man. It's a good That's ride. That's a superhero movie. That movie just on all cylinders. Yeah. yeah. So good. No, it's... Whew. In fact, I probably will watch I really that instead the of first one. I really like the first one, but man, the second one just There's, even and better. It's not, it doesn't feel rushed. Everything feels right. Yeah. You know? Everybody gets their due. It's yeah. not bullshit. It's not a thousand villains. Nope. Things, motivations make sense. Make yeah. sense, man. And it and it's true to the comics. And Robert being, Redford, what a great it's like all of it. Just so know? good, so good. And man, and people have been talking like, uh, let's give uh, Scarlet. Scarlet or uh, Black what's Widow. Her name? Black Widow her own her own thing. And I'm like, this was practically yeah, this a Black, was Black Widow, Widow movie. movie. Yeah. And she is awesome. You know, she's so good in this movie. It's, they're like a tag team. They really are great in yeah. this film. It's really great. I'd like to see her. I don't know what her chemistry would be like with Hawkeye, you know, mm-hmm. if they could pull it off. Because it'd be great to see. Yeah, it would be interesting. Would be a, be, I'd well, love to see a Black Widow well, Hawkeye They hinted flick. at that in the Avengers. Well, but. I mean, it's it's that's that's their thing. They're they're on again, off again, those yeah. two. But this was really cool seeing her put pin up against... Uh, What's his name? He's just so good. Anthony Mackie? He just holds that or fucking Chris movie. Evans. Chris Evans. He oh, just holds great. that no, fucking movie. Well, and like I said after I saw it, what I love about it is he's a superhero, yes, 
but he's also like he knows he's part of a team. He needs a team. He depends on a team, but he, you know, he trusts them to do their job. And everybody has their job. You know, it's just a, it's a good solid. Well, he's, movie. and he's waking up to what the, it means this, to do this, his thing. Well, he's waking up and to the reality this, of the world he lives this in. This world, right? Yeah. Two things: that trust and that and he's that responsibility is gone. Yeah. He's a superhero, but people he's also are a soldier. It's totally well, different trust motivations. Is even more important than it was before. Right. And the one person that he can trust is a double agent spy. <laughs> Two but, things. So interesting. Yeah. The one person that he confides in and finds help from is a traitorous, double crossing yeah. crazy. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, and, she, and she does it perfectly. What I love about Sam, too, I mean, Nick Fury. Like he plays that role perfectly, and I really love speaking of spinoffs. I would really love to see an origin story about like the Nick Fury thing and how he became commandos. the leader of the Shield. That would be great. And then you and know, just the it. as a as a Samuel Jackson fan in general in the movie when you know <laughs> come on, that was genius. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's some there's probably getting way there. into spoiler territory. I haven't yeah. seen this yet. Oh, sorry. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. What, what is also interesting with the whole uh, Winter Soldier thing is that a lot of the stuff that happened in that movie is now playing out on Agents of Shield. Like, yeah, I'm like hearing the it fallout from yeah. Agents I mean, it's, of Shield a lot. <laughs> it's it's pretty interesting. I mean, like th- things are going crazy on that show right now because of everything that happened in Winter Soldier. Because Shield is, yeah. Well, I'll, I'll talk to you about this off off mic because I want to find out. Yeah, but. I don't want to spoil anything. Yeah, we don't want to spoil too much yet. Yeah. No, we'll go that's, see that's Winter Soldier. I'm careful with what I'm saying. Go yeah, see right. Winter Soldier. That is a great movie. Yeah, and if you think about seeing Spider-Man, yeah, go see Winter Soldier again. There you I, go. I find myself really looking forward to Guardians of the Galaxy, and I have really no grip on that. I was saying well, that's few, part of the excitement a, a for a lot of people. A few yeah. stories here and there. I, haven't, you know, I, was in it, I was in it to win it back in the 80s. It was a different, you know, the second iteration of Guardians of the Galaxy, basically, because mm-hmm. they had the '60s run, really, right? '70s, '70s run, and then the '80s run. So the the eight, late '80s, early '90s run. That's when I was. And then yeah, we just had the recent it. reboot. And then from there's a, a couple new, years ago. There's right? a new reboot that Bendis did, yeah. And I don't know much about that one at all. I've got the first trade, and it's good, but it's definitely different. Um, well, I, have I don't know. We'll see how we'll day. see how Chris Pratt does. I saw the previews. I was it like, looks okay, good. The preview. it looks all right. Yeah, it looks it's going to be cool. Looks They're fun. not fucking around, man. They're making. It, they haven't. They haven't fun. missed yet. It yeah. just looks fun. It does look fun. Rocket Raccoon. How can you go wrong? Yeah. Although I wish it wasn't Anthony Cooper. I wish it was anybody but Anthony Cooper. All right, but Rocket but Raccoon. How mean, can you go wrong? Mean, how would mean, the Bradley duck, Cooper? I mean, Bradley right. Cooper. Yeah, Bradley Cooper. That's what I meant. No, Anthony. Yeah. He's the Bradley Cooper yeah. Parker. Bradley Cooper Parker. <laughs> Bradley Cooper Parker Jones. Bowles. I think it's Parker Bowles. Bradley, Bradley Cooper Parker Bowles. Yeah. Bradley News you don't Cooper give a shit about. Parker, Helena Bowles. Bradley Cooper Parker Bowles. <laughs> ah, a library in Toronto has received a request to remove the Dr. Seuss book Hop on Pop for fear that it will inspire kids to violently attack their fathers in a hopping fashion. I'm behind this one. <laughs> Besides asking the book be pulled from the library, the Canadian hero also demanded the library publicly apologize and pay damages to any hopped on pops in the greater Toronto area. What the fuck is happening? Sadly, the library decided to retain the book, and uh, Toronto's children will no doubt continue their reign of terror by continuing to hop on their pops as they have since the book first was published in 1963. <laughs> the poor, the poor pops. Nobody's hopping on a pop. Listen, you don't understand unless you're a father. Yeah, and I'll never know. <laughs> or an uncle. And the world, I'm an uncle, but I'll never know the father you thing. Your right, dogs exactly. never hop on you? My dogs do hop on me. Thank you, you know. for that, Paul. I've been hopped yeah. on by my nephew. There's been sure. all those recorded deaths 
of hopped upon bops. What a bunch of crazy. That's, that's so well, hilarious. it's the same boogeyman argument for all the video games. Yeah. For everything. I have this idea that something might be scary. Let's get rid of it because my brain has imagination. I can't. I, I think this was partly. Come on, they couldn't have been all that serious. You know what though? It. This is this is a scary thing that people are trying to doing ban this because Russia is banning swearing. What? Russia is bearing, banning swearing in public. Wow. They are Paul? getting rid of I know I would no, be no. I would be the, the onion the onion is a humor <laughs> site. No. <laughs> you know no, 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 no. Oh, I'll say this. It's not a it's not a joke. I wish it was. I'll say this. I wish that more people in public were a little more aware of being in public in the way that they speak. I think we've gotten a little too careless with our language in a public environment. In that there's a time in that in that you you disempower your own vocabulary. There's that. It disempowers your own vocabulary. But just the just common courtesy and respect towards other human beings I, is often tossed aside because we're in a bar or we're in a restaurant and I'm chatting with you at the table and I'm screaming obscenities and I tend to forget. That's different. Never that's mind bar that's or restaurant. Different. I walk through them around with my kids. I'm a pop, you know. Or at the I, mall and, or and wherever. At the mall. The, you know, right. The, the you're at the target. mall and yes. there's kids everywhere and you're like, this fucking place got all this shit Right, here. no, I don't. What the hell are you I mean, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a disgusting foul caricature on this show. I do not speak... That no. profane. Yeah. If I do, I'm not loud out in public. Yeah. Sure. I mean, you know, you keep it. Yeah. Right. No. So there sure. is. It is an issue. But but, but I would it never should not be banned. Exactly. You can't ban it, and you can't yeah. restrict it, except for you know. Yeah. I don't know. It's that's a, it's a but sticky. Russia, what do you expect? It's I'm a sticky guilty. thing. I am completely guilty well, of doing that recently. You know, the whole thing that happened at WrestleMania and stuff. There were kids around me, and I swore. But I, I, I don't try to swear in front of kids. Usually, it was just, you know, it happened, and Part I was the in the heat of the pat, pat, heat of the moment kind of stuff, you know. Yeah, I, 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 mean, I just annoys me. I said I, I did do it once across an entire theme park when I was on one of those <laughs> stupid that stupid cable ride over at. Uh, uh, well, you the can't MGM. help yourself on some of those rides. <laughs> <laughs> I swore the whole length of the way down. Did you think you were gonna die? <laughs> In fact, in fact, that, that adds to the that comedy ride? of the time. Is that right. the spring slinger up thing? No, no. This was they would they would they would they would put you they would put you they in pull a sleeping you back. bag. Yeah, they pull you back and, and then you go. Yeah, and then they crank you up. Yeah, right. And then, then they, they go, go, yeah. drop oh, you yeah. and you yeah. swing. We had one so of those like, at Kings Island. So you're a giant pendulum. Right. I rode one of those at Kings Island I way went, back I in the day. I went on a thing with two circus play performers, including the guy that invented the the thing at Mystere, the the thing where he swings over the. Audience with the uh, yes, yeah. oh yeah, yeah. Um, if he had not been given the controls to let us loose, they would have had to build those condos around us when he tore down that park. <laughs> I would still be there. There's no way I could have pulled that ripcord. Hilarious, <laughs> crazy. Yeah. But yeah, as I swung through the park, I I did let out one loud swear the whole length of the ride. <clears throat> I don't know. Anything banning anything? Yeah. I'm not a fan. Really. Well, you know, this next one's about the lifting of a ban. Here we go. Yeah, and it's still a news you don't give a shit about because it's so goddamn old. In 1982, Marshfield, Massachusetts, banned coin-operated video games. Over the years, many have tried to get the law reversed but failed. Uh, but the good news is that Marshfield lifted the long-standing ban this week. On Monday, residents of the small town voted 203 to 175. <laughs> to overturn the bylaw 
and welcome Arcade Gaming back into town. It's a slippery slope <laughs> to gambling. To put this ban into perspective, that's a 32-year ban on playing video, uh, playing arcade games compared to China's 14-year ban on console games lifted this year. Well, Clem, you can't let them have the game now because they'll just use it there and then they'll, they'll gladly gambling. So what caused the uh, games to be banned in the first place? Apparently, residents believed that arcade games attracted, quote, an undesirable element. And in 1983, the ban was challenged and upheld by the Massachusetts Supreme Judicial Court based on the rationale that video games are, quote, addictive to youth who will skip school and spend unreasonable sums of money to play at a quarter and sometimes 50 cents, unquote. Dun, dun, dun. 1983, it was a damn kid with a fuck. I see if he haircut. Well, it's one of those things of, uh, yes, the juvenile delinquents, uh, were they found in video arcades? Yes, yeah, they were. Some were, does, but does that mean that video arcades create juvenile delinquents? No, because, no, no. because of the word juvenile. Juveniles tend to be in there, delinquents yeah. or otherwise. That's the yeah. same That's same reasoning in uh, Seduction of the Innocent. Uh, Wortham claimed yeah. that every juvenile delinquent was caught with comic books in their pocket. It's like yeah. every kid had comic books in their pocket. Hilarious. If you want, to, you want to take it down to another level of geek, too, Marshfield is one of the names that Lovecraft uh, borrowed from his stories. <laughs> there are marshes and marshfields in the books. It's a dark place. Weekend Geek! All right. About time. Yay! Right. Well, this next one, I didn't know ex- exactly where to put it, so I like to keep it nearby, you know. Uh, well, <laughs> we're less than uh, two weeks away from the release of Godzilla. Uh, director Gareth Edwards' new vision of the King of the Monsters. <laughs> In this particular incarnation, Godzilla will be the tallest he has ever been, with a height reaching to an estimated 150 meters. That's 492 feet. Uh, this increase in size, in part, thanks to the increase of the size of buildings over the last 50 years. The original Godzilla was about <laughs> the third of the size of its current incarnation. Wouldn't He'd exactly be like loom. a little baby. Yeah, it wouldn't be large in these like skyscrapers. He'd be Godzuki. Yeah. <laughs> Godzuki. So while the size increase is justified from a storytelling perspective, it brings with it some interesting implications when you think about Godzilla as an actual animal with a, a digestive system and the need to consume food and water. In a recent post on the Deep Sea News blog, Dr. Craig McLean, also known as Dr. M, uh, addressed the biological implication of Godzilla's increasing size over the years, including just how much waste such a monster would produce. (laughs) After delving into various evolutionary theories and how they relate to the growth of the monster, McLean used his own previous writings on kaiju creatures to calculate just how much urine the latest incarnation of Godzilla could produce in a day. Oh, we're going for urine first? Yep, okay. Well, that's, that's the only numbers I have. So, just how much pee are we talking about? 151,436,928 gallons per day. That's about 1.8 of the largest production oil tankers. But that's assuming that he works like other animals. Yes. Which is not based the on, case. Based on size. Okay, well, what's your answer? Well, he's got an inferno in his gullet. So, so, so he's a steam-based. Well, monster. the original, the original Godzilla was basically an iguana that had been radioactively enlarged. <laughs> right. So the radiation could have done anything to his system who, to alter well, how it worked. It burned off his genitalia clearly. So who can even say? I don't know. Look at this. This is fucking scary. So the uh, original Godzilla. Yeah. This is your next story. Uh, this is. Uh, 
Yeah, I'm, I'm moving this forward. We're still in We're the, jumping in. All right. Yeah, this is crazy. I'm just going to read it straight. This is from CNN. Whoa, whoa. Godzilla's got to go. This is legit. No, well, I mean, right? l- you know, okay. Liz- oh, no. Godzilla would put a lot of poop out there. But if, if this shit <laughs> if this shit catches on, we'll never get to see the movie where they fully explore a pooping, peeing Godzilla. Right. Because. Well, we're not going to be following their example, but someone I might. I hope not. Um, By the way, I'm not all that excited about the Chimera version of Godzilla, but that's just me. The look of him. The new one? Yeah, the look of him. You heard about everybody calling him fat. Yeah, some Japanese fans are calling him fat. The Japanese fans think he's fat. Hilarious. (laughs) Makes me laugh. Uh, Russia bans cussing in films, books, and music. We just discussed this. This is on CNN. But this is this is what is the actual story. So I'm just gonna read the story as they have it on CNN. And it's for Uh, thinking about making a film? Sorry. Uh, better leave out the foul language if you want it seen in Russia. The same goes for plays. Even rock stars will need to leave their potty mouths at home. Russian President Vladimir Putin signed off on a new law Monday that bans swearing at arts, cultural, and entertainment events in the country. Any new film containing obscene language won't be granted a distribution certificate, so there's no chance of seeing it at the movie theater. And copies of books, CDs, or films containing swearing can only be distributed in a sealed package labeled Contains Obscene Language, a Kremlin statement said. According to state news agency ITAR-TASS, Individuals caught using foul language face a fine of up to $70, while officials can be fined up to $40 and businesses nearly $1,400. They face a higher fine and a three-month suspension of business for repeat offenses. Determination of what counts as profane language will be done through an independent examination, the news agency Mm -hmm. said. According to the Kremlin, the uh, legislation, quote, bans the use of obscene language when ensuring the rights of Russian citizens to use to the use of state language and protecting and developing language culture, unquote. The law could come into effect as soon as July 1st, but it doesn't apply to cultural and artistic works that have already been issued. While some may hail attempts to clean up the nation's language, it will likely be seen by critics as the latest step under Putin's leadership to limit freedom of expression and promote a conservative nationalist viewpoint. Yeah, it's just a dictator doing dictatorship. Yeah, I feel so bad but for it's, the people But it's so right transparent now. and horrific. Oh, yeah. Well, just like the Sultan of Brunei and his latest uh, Sharia law announcement for the entire country. Yeah, so, it's like, yeah. Which applies to everyone but him. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's how it always goes with yeah. dictators. They can do whatever the hell they want, but they're going to tell everybody else how to yeah, do and it. Yeah, and, it, and it's also an attack on homosexuality is part of it, too, here. Sure. The, well, the last, the last, that, the last also thing Also, that there. whole, like, what is obscene, that's vague and they don't Right, know. that's just it. They can, they can just yeah. call whatever they want. You're being yeah. obscene. Give me $70. Yeah. Ugh. Oh. What in case, the, what's going on with this world? In case we didn't realize, Russia's fucked up. N- y- you think? We, but becoming yeah. more and more so. Well, can we yeah. ship like, all the ultra-conservatives but what's, over what's to Russia? What's even more fucked up is <laughs> that, that is we... That is the crazy thing. What's even more fucked up is that we allowed the Olympics to happen there months ago. Months ago. Yeah. Months ago. Not years. That not a decade ago. Especially considering Months ago. If you also consider that the International Olympic Committee laws and bylines specifically prohibited an Olympics from being in a city that those things were happening. Right. Yet they still allow the Olympics to go there. I know. It's gross. Because they're like, well, we've already committed and they've already Uh, spent all this money to build up their infrastructure, blah, blah, blah. It's really disgusting. It's funny, though. At the time, other than the Pussy Riot incident, 
There was nothing really like that going on. They waited until after the Olympics to oh, start doing Oh, no, this. no, 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 no. There was still a lot yeah. of... There's all the anti-homosexuality <laughs> stuff on the books. Yeah, but the, the Pussy Riot thing was big, too. They were there pretty, was a lot of other stuff. But, I mean, now it's gotten got, even more. They got, pushed because of the Olympics. They yeah. pushed it further now. They were pretty quiet about it before in the last, last like five years. Suddenly, they've gone homophobia crazy. What's, what, what's funny is that, that the much 80s maligned Russia has become the ultra-conservative wet dream. <laughs> right, right. The, Except for the uh, the lack of you know free market capitalism. Yeah. Well, but 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 fans of Ronald Reagan would find a happy home there. They'd be oh look, yeah. everything news, I hate is banned. Yeah. In other news, the Paul Mattingly tour has been canceled in Russia. Yeah. No, no. Yeah. Expect expect the next uh, Geek Shock band to come. Right, man. Whatever. That's fine. <laughs> That's fine. This is why. This is why I don't. I just I swear, swear. It's you're right. And it's a necessary thing. Words, language, dialogue. Anyone trying to inhibit it in any way, not mm-hmm. acting in the benefit and interest of humanity. Well, then there's that whole yeah. other slippery slope that we just dealt with here in but, our country with a racist who spoke racist things in his home. Right. In his private home. Right. And now That's a has fucked up situation, too. From the NBA, even though he owns a team. Mm-hmm. For saying something in his mm-hmm. own home that he does have a right to say, yeah, he's but got it's a, a horrible thing he yeah, said. He just and, got extorted and broadcast. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's well. I mean, that's there, a really ugly situation. It is a on very ugly situation. Sides. Yeah, there's no, there's no heroes in that story. There's no there's heroes in that no story. Heroes in that story. And, and you know, it, it's it's easy to jump on the, the bandwagon. Thing, yeah. This is one of many sins, though. It's not as though it's not he's as not though an innocent it, human it, being. I'm right, not saying it's not like it's not time to pay the piper. But, but at the same still, time, it's a really gross thing that someone's yeah the thing you do in your home suddenly can gets get broadcast out there to the world and 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 can from doing the thing you well, do. Well, I I you know I'm in no way defending him. I don't offend him in either, no way defending but him. But it's a total case for the ACLU. It is going to go to court in a big way, and I don't it's, blame. It's him. going to be very interesting to see what the fallout and every, is. All those tapes are totally unadmissible yeah, in court. Exactly. So he'll be fine. He'll get away. He'll get away with it. Is what well, I'm thinking. He, yeah. Quote unquote. Get away, get away with, with it. it. Exactly. Yeah. But you know, yeah. the crazy bitch that was trying to extort money from him will not succeed in her crazy attempts to extort money from him. And Kay is screaming right now. He's listening to the podcast because he's got a whole line of line of stuff about this. About uh, and I can't remember what it is. Sorry, Kay. <laughs> no, that's but a cr- we had this discussion. It's a really crazy, screwy, scary little situation that occurred yeah. there. Interesting uh, times. Interesting. Well, yeah. that Chinese curse is well in effect right oh, now. Oh yeah. If you caught Amazing Spider-Man two, crazy people over the weekend, then you probably have some idea. <laughs> Who's talking? Of who at least part didn't pay. doesn't matter you saw it who who at least part of the Sinister Six will be or you know what if you just saw the the preview you'd know too or at least what villains we'll probably be seeing in the general future from the future films but when Mark Webb was asked what villain he was most interested in bringing to Sony's Spider franchise his answer might not be what you expect quote Craven I like the idea of Craven, the Vulture, Ock. I always thought the idea of Mysterio was interesting, maybe Scorpion, but really, Craven, I think, is kind of interesting. The only way Craven is, and that's unquote, uh, the only way Craven is presently attached to the Amazing Spider Man movies thus far is he appears in the Amazing Spider Man 2 tie in video game. Garfield said that himself that he's looking, if they were to do a Sinister Six, the one villain he's interested in seeing the most, I believe he said, was Craven. Right. For the yeah. most part. I don't know Craven. So. Craven the Hunter. Craven the yeah. uh, mad Russian big game hunter. 
Craven sees Spider-Man is basically big game. It's the most dangerous game with a guy who wears a lion's face as a jacket. Now, was he you ever giggle, a you giggle. Like That's that? awesome. Todd got me the first appearance of Craven. <laughs> that is I believe awesome. it's issue sixteen. He's a badass. It's it's great. Now it that Craven awesome. Craven is the I tipping point idea. for the darkest stories. A man of, hunting another man. That's pretty dark. Right. And they're the darkest stories on all the Spider-Man canon, truly. Craven's Last Hunt, spoiler alert, huge spoiler alert. It's this whole thing where he just can't do it. He can't get Spidey. Craven kills himself. It deals well, with his suicide. One it's of the very, two of them is, is going to die. Right. It's it's but it's it's you know? why it's a wild tale. And then if you want to get even wilder with it, I mean it is as far as those people that get associated creatively with spider-man there's something to it there's there's a little bit of honey nectar going on there they're attracted like a flower because uh, idea for a villain the first run of mcfarland's uh spider-man called torment first six issue five issue arc is about craven's mistress coming back to hunt to finish the hunt using this kind of voodoo magic like i mean uh, the the lizard is involved in it too but it turns out it's craven's mistress running the show and doing using all this weird I always, you uh, know, funny I, I never black I, magic I, I have the first issue because we all picked up the first issue but i <laughs> you never followed it. i never read the rest of it i was obsessed <laughs> i was obsessed with mcfarlane i was obsessed with spider-man it was like like i said i mean everything. i was never read the comic but i you know he is by many maligned as a menace to society, not a hero. Mm-hmm. And I've always been a thought, why wasn't there somebody who tried to stop him? Somebody specifically who tried to stop Spider-Man yeah. and basically become the hero to got rid of the menace that was... Well, Jonah uh, Jameson does that a time and time again yeah, in, his, in, in the his comic own books. Way, in, his own well, in the comic books, he straight up, he builds mechanical oh, robot suits and attacks oh, okay. him. I was going to say, he becomes a villain at some <laughs> he point. He does right? crazy what, shit. What's the name I of the spider robot that his kid's in? Uh, what the hell was that? Uh, the, the spider... Spider Slayer. Spider Slayers. <laughs> spider Slayers. So Spider Slayers. Which, which they've already cast that role in the movie. So right. okay. we're getting yeah. Spider Slayers. Yeah, so it makes sense. Are we getting Spider yeah. Slayers? So they did do that. Someone did get to a point spider where they were like, we got to stop this menace. Yeah, oh, yeah. No, okay. it's happened a couple times. Okay. And, 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 and for different reasons, but yeah. yeah. Uh, but, well, and I always thought he, the, yeah, the newspaper guy was strangely yeah. obsessed with Spider Man. Uh, yeah, and then his son becomes a werewolf because yep. you know, he goes to the moon. Zombie? See, this is the other thing. Frankenstein? Right. We've been to the moon. Where's our werewolf astronauts? Where's our werewolf astronaut? Come on. It is. Okay. But anyway. Uh, but yeah, Craven, Craven is a very interesting uh, character In and, fact, a, and a great they, uh, foil for Spidey. They have this thing going on with Shazam that if you Shazam the application, the Alicia Keys song at the end of Spider-Man 2, you get a set of pictures that tease the Sinister Six. And two of the pictures so far seem to be Craven the Hunter and Mysterio. Oh, we have I have all six. Yeah. And you have you have the Green Goblin, uh, Craven, Mysterio, uh, Rhino, yeah. and Doc Ock. I really like Mysterio oh, too. I do too. I'm a big fan. Mysterio. of Mysterio's so fun. Mysterio he's such fun. a weirdo. He's a weirdo, and he's just he's just a, he's just a special effects artist. Yeah. So now turned badass. Vulture. The Sinister Six. Uh huh. Is obviously six. Villains, yep. Yes, different combinations, though. But it's always been different combinations. It has been a few different iterations. Yeah. But okay. the ones he so just named off are the original the core. six, yeah. and the core ones that come and go to. The like those are the so 
there was an original Sinister Six. Yes. Yeah. Which yeah. started now, by the Green Goblin. Was it started by the Green Goblin or was it funded by Kingpin? Oh, that's a good question. I, I think then, it was funded by Kingpin and then Doc Ock helmed one during Larson's run. Right. And that's, that's the one I like the most. A different writer decided to do a different, different writer set artist. of six. Yeah. Right. right. And then another writer did a different set of six. It wasn't like, well, we yeah. lost a guy. Six is a good number. Let's get another guy back. It's in like there. as far as Marvel okay. goes, like Spidey is basically Marvel's Batman because he's got the best villains. Yeah. It's all about the alliteration. And yeah, original six oh, yeah. is what we're starting with. Is what we're saying: Green Goblin, Craven, Vulture, Mysterio, Doc Ock, and, and yeah. So you, then the right second on. one that I was like, it was it was Doc Ock, Hobgoblin, Electro. Uh, shit. Who else? Shocker, Which I always got maybe? Hobgoblin and Green Goblin kind of mixed they're up. Very, they're related. Actually, yeah. The Hobgoblin is actually the son of the Green Goblin. Yeah, yeah. I always got mixed in up. some. Yeah, and and you bring up an interesting or point. And Carrion, don't forget Carrion. Which movie company owns the rights to Kingpin right now? Who is, is it? Marvel? Is it Marvel? Because he's in Daredevil, right? And that yeah, would make sense to me. To, so that yeah, means Spider-Man couldn't use Kingpin as their linchpin. Right? Wait a minute. Wait a minute. The Bowling movie was a Spider-Man thing? Yeah. yeah. Which one? one with Woody Allen? I didn't... I, the, Woody, Woody, Woody Harrelson yeah. Bowling movie yeah, was a absolutely. Spider-Man? Yeah. I totally missed the Spider-Man It was part. in their Elseworlds. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. I didn't catch any yeah. of that. The Amish guy eventually becomes Reed Richards. I didn't... That's wow. Is actual, it like an origin thing? Yes, yeah, so like, I was just about to tell you. That's wow. an origin story of how he really became, subtle origin. It's actually, story. how the Amish it's dude became really black so and he became subtle. Michael Clark Duncan. Like you don't realize. <laughs> I thought all. I'm all for diversity. I thought that was preposterous having Michael Clark Duncan become the kingpin. Uh, it is not preposterous. Okay, Wait, why? Huh? <laughs> yeah, why? I want to know your reason why behind. <laughs> why? It. Why is it preposterous to have him? Just as because the kingpin? because Kingpin has always been represented as a giant, Kentucky. crazy fat white dude, <laughs> super muscular, crazy white dude, and I thought, I mean, it's Michael fine. Clark Duncan, very big guy, very yes. strong guy, yes, very yes. big guy, very good actor, could beat the shit out of somebody. I don't is know. That not really. I've never seen the movie, so I can't really speak to the speak to the performance. <laughs> Why is it more preposterous? Let's, let's just look at Michael Clark no, no, Duncan no. in general. Back to that. Mm-hmm. There's that's not preposterous because he's a very big dude. Right. It just reads different to me to my interpretation. The 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 things that I've seen of of Kingpin, but why is it so you telling than the Sam Jackson version of Nick Fury? Uh, Nick Fury. The Sam Jackson version of Nick Fury was predicated on the creation of the comic book writers. Yes. They drew him in but David before they had him. But the original Nick Fury is a really soldieristic white dude with crazy manicured hair. I'm telling you during the during the well, Ultimates, like yeah. he was, they me. basically put Sam Jackson in the Ultimates. I understand before that. the movies, before any of it. I know. So it's not a leap to go. Okay, there's a black. Uh, basically, Sam Jeff, Jackson what looking. He's saying, what Kingpin should have been played by King Kong Bundy. If it would have been really cool. Not not. But not you didn't him, have a problem with uh, him, Dolph. Uh, the casting of him, though. Not at all. So. Because that, but that's because it's our, the greatest actor of our day right now. <laughs> that the man is amazing. Idris Elba can do no wrong. I don't know that Michael Clark Duncan is in the same league as Idris Elba. Well, that's because he's dead. Well, there you go. He's in a different, a whole different league. But, <laughs> but I, I mean, so let me. I, Michael Clark Duncan is the Green Mile guy. Correct. Yes. He was right. minute uh, in Sin City. Right. Right. He's done some great stuff. I yeah. he just. As an actor, did not read as Kingpin to me. Not just the color, more just 
the the read on the character. You didn't see the movie. How would and, you know? And interestingly enough, I have read the comics. Is what I'm saying. Just from you my didn't interpretation, see the movie, but so you, you don't know what his play was like. I'm pretty sure. Even though <laughs> I've seen Michael Clark Duncan is a big guy. Do we argue with him? He's not big enough to be Kingpin. That's that too. Well, so he has not to without be like that not, you know what? guy in X Men Origins. I'll then? take it. I'll take it all back if they had made a suit for him. If they had made him not just Michael Clark Duncan in his normal body, if they had expanded him to the sort of ridiculous proportions that the Kingpin is shown as, yeah. I would have been totally Basically, with. Well, what how you're would you do that without no living human being? Really, could play pretty much no, yeah, no, without right, some kind of prosthetic, right. without some, yeah, because he was basically like well, Kong Bundy two fat bastards. Yeah. He was like two Sorry, fat Jeff. bastards <laughs> worth of size. Yeah, like fat bastard is not even big enough to represent the kingpin. Jeff, yes. you have something? No, I was just, how can you even possibly think about doing a kingpin? In, in a live action movie without making him laughable at the pro, you know, the proportions that you're going to have to do to try to have him match There's the, the challenge. Yeah, there's the challenge you're to just, make that, but you could make it terrifying. No, let's think about He's this terrifying. back to X-Men Origins, that big boxer guy where he mm-hmm. like he gained a lot of weight or whatever. Yeah. That was laughable. That was a laughable thing. You didn't take that oh, guy I didn't serious. see X-Men Origins. I'm just saying, there was a guy <laughs> like that. I forget the yeah. dude's name, but like... He like was playing very, the blob, right? It's the blob. Yeah. yeah, he like got very hurt about his feelings, and he gained a lot of weight, and it was this big ass boxer dude. And you're like, well, this is uh, this is a very laughable thing because that's yeah. what he's meant to do. You're meant to laugh at him right now, but there's no way you'll ever take him seriously. So, well, the that blob being the exact case the, that just bring. No, up. no, no. The blob but, is a fatty. Yeah. The kingpin is a muscular freak. There's no way that's gonna happen. Oh, you got no problem I'm with people flying on webs or, you know, shooting rays from their hands. I'm not hands. saying that. What I'm saying is it's just never going to happen. I, I think vision. it can happen. I think that Paul <laughs> hit it on the head when he said that if they do it and make it terrifying, you could do you it. You can make it scary. You can make it right that way. Yeah. The blob was not then. the blob. Yeah, it, not it, well, it, it's just having a suit, but it's it's just about It could be a combination It's of similar both. to what they tried Probably to do and be. failed in my opinion with the character of Bane in the new Batman to make him just this unstoppable Hand out, grab, throw, toss. Every oh, punch doesn't seem even affect. Extra human, big to me. Right. I think, and and but he he he's not size wise, and and that's the other thing. Like Bane is a, is a very similar thing as far as the insane proportions. Yeah, the that Batman and Robin one hit it on the head. As far as the look, yeah. But the, that was the dumbest thing that ever happened. <laughs> so that's the thing. Like, like they got the, well, the comic book a look. Lackey. Right. They got the comic book look down a little bit, but he wasn't in the slightest bit well, terrifying. They made him yeah. an imbecile. He right. was. He was just oh, burn. and then like so in the mean. comic. So I can't speak to Clark Duncan's performance. I'm saying visually, and I'm not talking just color. Visually, he didn't register to me as king. There isn't a human being. No, I said it needed to be a suit. So okay. Okay, so you're not concerned about his skin tone. You're concerned about his body shape. I'm concerned about his appearance. Yep. Body body shape and appearance. At least I don't have to defend Daredevil again. So there's that. I have not. (laughs) I thought you were race baiting just for the fun of it. No. Not really my style. If you, if you, well, that's why we're confused, right? Exactly. That's, that's why Bonds. I, I knew he wasn't going with the race thing. I knew that he it's was not, just but saying. There, but there is. I mean, there is something to the to the iconography. I don't think. I know. It's like it's like with the reinterpretation of Shakespeare stuff. I don't think every dark political drama has to be set in Nazi Germany. You know what I mean? It doesn't. You don't have to put every. But every. Every single Shakespeare play has been set in the backdrop of Nazi Germany by some director, yes. you know, and that's a that's a valid creative choice. But it's like, why not play yeah. the stuff the way it, it's when I, when I see no, so Midsum- many changes. Midsummer Night's Dream has been played 
in the background of Nazi Germany. Right. Wow. So yeah, you know what I mean. I've seen it on stage. Yeah, it's been done. That so way. many changes get implemented by the creative teams when I just wish they would look to the source material as a little more grounding, as a little more. Let's not. This let's not get off this fucking plane. Inspired plan. me to create something to tell that story. Yes. So why do I need to? bastardize that thing that Precisely. inspired me you know to tell a story. Stay a little more true to the artistic I, intention I'm of gonna, the creator. I'm going to skip ahead to uh, another story because it kind of speaks to this. Right? Okay. As we know, Seth Rogen is putting on his producer hat for the TV series based on Preacher. Uh, although yes, he's already I'm teased that they plan on to restructure some parts of the oh story. Oh, God. Now it sounds like Rogan's team could be eyeing some changes to keep the story fresh for longtime fans. Oh, dear. Here's what he told Slash Film about the project's development. Fresh Quote, for longtime fans. Do they understand the wording of that sentence at all? <laughs> We're well, going to change your beloved property to keep it fresh. Fresh. Uh, it fresh like, like Walking Dead. You see, it's like this yes, eye picture. Walking maybe. Dead is fresh for the fans because they go yes, way down a whole other road. Far field of where the books go. Wait, Seth but was tonally, tonally, thing. they're doing pretty well. Yep. Seth was originally supposed so, to be doing So we'll that. see. All right, what do you got? Game of Thrones well, I, as well. I mean, if Seth Rogen is producing something, I got to think. Oh, I'm scared. There's going to be a lot of weird. I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm very nervous. Hell. Yeah. I got to cool. say, I picture oh. it more as a comedy, and, and I picture uh, Jesse more as a kind of overweight guy with a beard <laughs> right quoting him right me and evan are writing it uh are writing it right now with the help of sam caitlin right we've there. come up with a lot me of, and evan is enough right yeah evan and i right. are writing exactly. but that's okay uh, keep writing there seth we, we, <laughs> we've come up with a lot of crazy ideas oh jesus laughs How? laughs right there laughs. Been in in uh in you know what crazy idea how okay it's okay it's, well hold just, just what, no, i just uh, wanted to dissect this piece by piece i will okay. i will okay, let you finish i will let you finish i will let you finish i will let you finish wait no, no, Paul never I'm gonna gets his word i'm gonna let you finish taylor i'm gonna let when you finish when did we become fox news when <laughs> wow. how how do you dare when writing the adaptation of Preacher, how dare you, sir? That you have come up how with some you, crazy sir? ideas. <laughs> that source material is some of the most outrageous, outlandish, yet plausibly workable because of the the work they did. They made that series believable, intriguing, and interesting. In spite of its nuts. In spite of its out there, it is out there. How dare you, sir? All right, keep going. <laughs> I just, I just, I fail to believe Seth Rogen has come up with an idea more outrageous and interesting than what was going on in those books already. Plus, I figure Jesse's going to smoke on a pot. Right. That's the interesting idea. We're going to put lots of weed in it. Uh, Fuck me. So back up a little bit. We've come up with a lot of incredibly crazy ideas. <laughs>, laughs. It's a fun thing to riff on and talk about. We're definitely trying to expand on some of the ideas in the comic and make it that. We love most of the main cornerstones of the comic, but we're trying to make it that even if you've read the comic, you should not know exactly what to expect from the TV show, unquote. So basically, this is going to be... It's weed, scary. It's scary. weed, weed. I don't think it's... Craig Robinson appearance, beer, beer. weed. Hey, you know what? Danny he McBride it off, appearance, weed. If he pulls it off, good luck. Jeff. I don't think it's any more preposterous than when you establish a television universe or a cinematic universe based on these properties. It's not any more preposterous than the Ultimates versions of any of your classic comic book characters or your one-offs like your uh, your X-Men Origins line which completely changed the Wolverine story which uh, essentially a lot of elements appeared in the X-Men Origins Wolverine movie. 
So I, I just don't Jeff. think it's any any more preposterous to develop your own version of it for the specific uh, medium that you're presenting it in. Which I think is what Walking Dead has successfully exactly. done as a TV show. They have embraced it the way that... Game of Thrones. A new artist cre- does a whole new series but, of Spider-Man. But Game of, of Thrones examples, is not going but, exactly off the books both either. both of those examples are very... Exceptions to the rule. Very tight to the to the to the tone, pretty tight to the story, especially in Thrones. I don't see right. Seth Rogen just yeah. doing any of and that. With, and with Walking Dead, you have so much more leeway because there's not a set storyline. It's people are trying to survive in the zombie apocalypse. Period. End of story. Right. And That's any other thing. Any anything can work around that so long as you keep it in the serious, interesting vein that they're telling the and story. And one thing that makes this comic different than all the other ones we've discussed thus far is this one has a beginning, a middle, and an end Precisely. with specific beats. In it between. is already yes. done. Game of Thrones yeah. has, I mean, has all that stuff in Westeros. That's just you know, it's set. But to even that, that doesn't have an ending yet. Are no, they brave enough? Exactly. Are they brave enough to to show the inbred ancestor of Christ? Yeah. No. No, not on, not not on network. Television. Not no on way. Television. Are they brave enough to to cause Hair Star to get a terrible penis shaped scar in his forehead and walk around with that for the second thirds of the seasons? Most likely not. Right? Are they brave enough to truly deal with Arseface and the ramifications of what he represents they... in our society? And I mean, they'll probably get Arseface. That it, one they'll probably they'll probably get, get Arseface. You know what? Maybe if it's Seth Rogen doing it on Adult Swim. I don't know. They just don't have enough leeway. What that book is about is going to get lost in the shuffle precisely for why you said, Todd. It has a beginning, it has a middle, and an end. And he's saying we like some of the beats, but we're going to play around. Man, that thing is expertly crafted beat for beat. There's not a page wasted and a line line of dialogue goes astray. How many graphic novels has come out to? It was 11, right? Nine or 11. I remember. I think it's more line of line. I think it came out like 60 comics total in the whole run. I have all the trades. I never bought the single issues. I, I caught on to it right when it was in its like last three years of run, and Ralph sold me on it, and I got all the trades, and I remember having to itch to get the last couple trades that were still getting compiled. And I was like, oh, I was so tempted to buy the single issues, but I waited, I waited. But that is, the, that, that is a book that really made me a forever comic book fan. Like I'm still chasing that high. That's true. That is the I am one chasing comic that I put high. above all else. Right? I am chasing really? that high. Huh. It is that is that is one of those top it, it, it challenged me in ways I never expected to be challenged. Right, right. It challenges you, it entertains you, it makes you feel. Man, it's just and the yeah, just brilliant. Brilliant. Good luck, Seth. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's a, the, why why is everyone having to climb Mount Everest? Why can't we build some roller coasters and call it a day? <laughs> What the you fuck? You say good luck. I guess they go well, fuck yourself, dude. Why? Why can't you just create your own idea? But that's a whole nother. I'll tell you why. Because they because you one. end up with Pacific Rim. That's not their own. Thank idea. you. Now he tried. It, it was. It wasn't his own idea, right? He's yeah. like, I'm gonna do. Uh, I'm gonna do my version of Evangelion. Oh, it's terrible. Yeah. Enjoy that. You'll that's never why see they keep Evangelion. doing graphic novels or comic book films oh. because nobody wants to do anything. I new. get it too. That uh, that's guaranteed. Comic paycheck, books and it. graphic novels are the mythology of our time. You know, we we don't have the Greek the gods and the these are our gods. Right. Not our gods that we worship, but these are our mythologies. Yes, these are our, our, so, our Hercules. Our yeah, yeah, yeah. Perseus. Wait, you mean the Spider-Man statue I pray to is. Is that cool? Did you no, see that statue? It is, it's cool. Did you see that? Did you hear about that? Did you see it? What? That the Spider-Man statue? Mm-hmm. 
You know about this? I don't know about Spider-Man statue. No, 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 no. Just this week, they unveiled it. Making poop up. So here in Las Vegas, in fabulous Las Vegas, for those of you who are comic fans. It's on the thing of the Venetian. Yes, so the Venetian is the home to Madame Tussaud's Wax Museum. Indeed it is. And they have made a a very brand new, just in honor of the movie and everything, a new addition to the side of the Venetian, the hotel itself. On the side now, attached, is a permanent statue of a climbing Spider-Man oh, wow. on the side of the Venetian. That's, That's right. kind of fun. Is that yeah, because they're this. getting the Broadway show? Is that? No. No. It's like, it's maybe. A wax, it's a wax figure. That might, that might be a, t- I don't know. Well, that could be a, there were, wax. that there could were, be prescient. There were murmurs about them having Spider-Man Broadway show. That but. could be prescient, but it's definitely connected to Madame Tussauds. And it just shows you Spidey is coming to Vegas, definitely in a big way. Have Permanent Venetian. Have you noticed the what is permanent at the Venetian? The, the part of the, the part of the Venetian that that is uh, 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 a set. There's that like might one. Be it. There's one whole chunk of the building that is just, just canvas stretch over a frame. Yeah, they covered it up. Uh, I think yeah, because there were no windows on that part of the building. Yeah, for whatever reasons, maybe yeah, didn't finish building it. It was that, yeah, it was, my, it was uh, halted construction. Is yeah. it the red brick part? No, it's oh, like it's if tan. you're facing tan? Yeah, okay, Matt. If, you're, if you're like walking in and yeah. you're facing it's to that the left. might be where they stuck I the Spider Man. It was originally supposed because to be. I didn't see any other windows on that wall. Yeah, it was originally supposed to be part of like the the Tao Beach uh, uh, day club pool area. And then they because just, the one time and only time I went there several years ago, you could clearly see that yeah. they had started construction and halted it, and that was even before they put that that big vinyl uh, fake window. Yeah, interesting. Uh, but the Venetian does have facade. interesting ties to like premieres and especially comic books when they did the League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. Premiere. I was there. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, of course they do have the Marvel exhibit at Madame Tussauds. So that that's I still want to go check that out. That's really it's, what it's about. Yeah. It's good. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Is it marvelous? <laughs> Steven Spielberg is currently putting together a Halo TV series for the Xbox, but a new deal might land the project at a cable network. Yeah, I just heard about this. Xbox Entertainment is in deep negotiations with the cable network Showtime to partner on the series. The deal would apparently see episodes debut on Showtime, then land on Xbox soon after, with some interactive elements tossed in for the console release. So it's a series, like a like a like a TV series yes. with yes. Halo characters. Yes. It was a TV series. It was originally supposed to premiere premiere on the Xbox and only be available on the Xbox. But when they got into uh, looking at the production costs and so forth, they realized that while they could do it alone, it was way more beneficial to bring in a partner that has. Uh, Experience with developing television projects like this and Showtime, uh, I guess, was the one that they started doing the negotiations with. Some of the the early test audiences are not really pleased because it's basically a remake of what's happening wherein Master Chief plays rerun. It's really kind of just like, come on, There's no guys. new ideas. I mean, you they know, are digging. I'm with, I'm with Captain. Hey, Halo. But yeah, it would, it would premiere first on Showtime. Thank you for beating him to that. But then it would, if the deal goes through, would premiere first on Showtime. Then it would uh, appear on Xbox for Xbox owners. So you would have to pay to see it first. You have to pay for Showtime to see it first. But I think they said a week later they would play it on the Xbox yeah. Live. So the, that was the bit, one of the big reveals on the big last year's announcement of the Xbox One at E3. 
So this brought Spielberg out and say, "I'm making Halo for Xbox. Yeah. Buy this system." And so it's this, not. So the well, South African director that was doing the test stuff is out of it. Completely. Neil Bloomkamp. Yeah, that's, that's a thank you. Pretty much. Yeah. Ah, it sucks. He I was think in, he's got. He's had his hands in it a little bit with some he's little got, executive he's stuff. He's got other things to do. You know now. something? Yeah, I'm with, I'm with Captain Luddite here. I guess with the fact that we need some more originality. I mean, basically. And this is not a knock on you or offensive to anybody here. That every week, every week, when yeah, we Todd, re- yeah, do something Paul, original. No, your fault. Every week <laughs> when we talk about like or movies, you mm-hmm. know, stuff that's coming out or TV shows are coming out, it's because something somebody is taking something somebody else already done has done and not really doing anything new with it, just like and putting a, it out there again for a so fucking it's a, paycheck. It's an old argument, but let's face it: if you are running a a company, uh, a film a, company, a safe and you are and not bringing in the cash, you will not have your job. Yeah. So you green light things that already have a fan base that already are going to guarantee you to make now, some Don't get me wrong. Yeah. It, I'm not knocking that. There has been, a, this has been a thing throughout creative yeah. history. Yeah. Throughout right. history. Time How many Memorial, plays, it's been going movies, on, yeah. and there are seven stories. Books. There are seven stories to be told. Well, there's that how too. You do it. But I mean, there's a lot of plays and TV shows and movies that are based on books and novels. How many of Shakespeare's plays are original ideas? Yeah, exactly. I was exactly. going to say, that was that was uh, something that uh, was addressed on a television show the other day, is that even Shakespeare's plays have a their good, origins a good in third other of them stories. Are history plays. Yeah. Right? yeah. The stories of very rich and powerful people. Just well told. Just and well, well told. That's yeah. For a time and maybe slightly augmented for dramatic purposes. Yeah, right. And other ones are reboots <laughs> of classic stories. But yeah. even before Shakespeare, that kind of stuff was going yeah, on. Yeah. You had and let's, and let's talk was, about the uh, the sci-fi original films that we've gotten. What we've gotten the Will Smith and Son. Right. Uh, we got the uh, uh, which I will say is a good kids movie. Okay. Like it's a solid sure. movie After for like Earth a twelve-year-old. After about. Earth did not make money. No, it did not make money, but it's it's because everybody thought it was a movie for adults. Uh, I Tom guess Cruise Tom vehicle. Cruise is making another one, another sci-fi. Which one? Oblivion. Looks okay. Oblivion. 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 Edge of Tomorrow one. is like yeah. Groundhog Day and yeah. sci-fi. But I'm talking about the last one. Which Oblivion. Oblivion. Yeah. yeah, Oblivion. Oblivion was really good. I really Oblivion enjoyed it. I've heard otherwise. It's an interesting story. I haven't seen it. It could be told a little better, but it's an interesting sure. story. And I liked it too, but it didn't light up the box office either. No. I'm not knocking and on the fact that... And that is what they see. Right. No, I'm not knocking the fact that we're getting everything that we've wanted since we were children about you know getting our superheroes no. on the screen or stories right. that we've wished to play it out. I'm knocking the fact that the, in between all this, there's really no originality. There's no, there's no movies that I could well, say, wow. How about gravity? But, but again, it's, it's, it's the, because people aren't going to out to see the ones that are. Yeah, there did, are a few. Did, did, did gravity, gravity make money? money and so gravity did very well. Yeah. Gravity did do very well. But gravity it's, is not necessarily an action flick. It's just a yeah. sci-fi. It's flick. the classic corporate risk versus reward. You know, you're you're trying to mini- minimize your risks by betting on properties that are well known. Oh, I see that and, and, and all the time. Betting on stars or director directors yeah. don't exist anymore. Well, it happens yeah. in music too, especially in this time. The age of the indie is over. Long I get gone. that. So. Long gone. Yeah. I'm sorry, I was just venting there. I just, I, remember, like, I just remember a point no, back to the Star Wars me. stuff, too. One of the reasons the Star Wars stuff did so well when it first came out wasn't just because we were all the right age, but because the science fiction movies right before that were all really bummer dystopian things. Planet of the Apes, Soil and Green, Silent mm-hmm. Running. 2001. 2001. Blade Runner? Blade Runner. Runner. Suddenly uh, it's like, oh, Blade science fiction. Well, Blade Runner was after. That's true, yes. Science fiction can be fun again. Yay. Um... Oh yeah, Tim Blake Nelson, the uh, from the Incredible Hulk, O Brother, Where Art Thou, is in final negotiations to join the cast of 
uh, joined the cast of Fantastic Four as Harvey Elder. Yeah, I saw that. An eccentric and socially awkward scientist. Elder also becomes the Mole Man, a comic villain who eventually goes on to lead a group of subterranean monsters called the Moldoids. Uh, assuming Nelson signs on, he'll join the cast. That includes Miles Teller, Jamie Bell, Kate Mara, Michael B. Jordan, and Toby Cabell. Miles Teller's in the new Fantastic Four? Mm-hmm. Sadly, I don't know As any Reed of those Richards. names. Really? Except for yep. Oh, I think that's going to be perfect then. Although the studio won't comment on how Elder will fit into the film, the Hollywood Reporter cites sources saying his appearance will establish the character and possibly set up future appearances to develop Mole Man. Okay, uh, I was sorry. I was going to go on about Miles Teller for a second, if nobody knows who he is. He was in uh, the remake of Footloose, which uh, not, it was it was okay. Eh. Eh, it's okay. Then he played this, and he was in this really good movie called The Spectacular Now. I think it was him and Shailene Woodley, whatever her name is. It was really good. I think he's a phenomenal actor right now, and I think he can play that part perfectly. I, I kind of dig Kate Mara, so that'd be interesting. Oh, to see Kate Mara's in this too. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I'm all about that. And I like Tim She's Blake cute. Nelson. Yeah. Cute is an understatement. You've just get your it. shit together, Jeff. You've just sold a ticket to Bonzo. <laughs> Paramount Pictures has reported that former Doctor Who star Matt Smith has been cast in what's called a major role that will become an even more important in the second and third flicks of the new Terminator series. Uh, Smith joins Amelia Clark as Sarah Connor, Jason Clark as John Connor, uh, Jai Courtney as Kyle Reese, and Arnold Schwarzenegger as the Beaver. So it is, <laughs> it is a straight-up just reboot. It's not a continuation of the story. It is. It's no one a really little knows of both. I mean, if we have John Connor this and Sarah Connor, yeah. immediately. it's, it's got to be some kind of reboot. It's, it it's, be. it's being somewhat as a reboot and not. They're being real nebulous this with This is going to die immediately. I, I know it might do spectacular. It's setting in the future. It's John Connor of Mars. But it's like yeah. the, John ru- Carter. The, the rumor is that they're going to continue it out no, of, the, John of the Terminator three or, or the not. Sorry, uh, like Terminator two ish forward and not the Terminator Salvation setup universe. Which was that better was, than Terminator three. Oh God! Oh, I like Ter- Terminator Salvation was horrible. Yeah. Three was three was okay. Three was kind of eh, most, but four was unbearable. Just <laughs> film. I swear, every every second I grow weary of and like. Did you away see from that fucking town. movie? You saw that movie <laughs> with Christian talking. Bale, and you Termin- thought that was an acceptable film. I thought it was thought better was than Terminator Three with really? the fucking acceptable supermodel. Film. You thought that was an acceptable use of movie technology. <laughs> this is coming from the guy who just was talking about Roger Corman being a god in the super in the no, comic I'm book saying world. he had a better he has a better grasp of character. Character development than anyone who's had a chance, their hands on a fantastic. I think, I, I, I think what he said was he didn't suck much. I can't defend Terminator Salvation. Terminator Salvation. That's one of the, one of the last. I'm not asking you to. I'll what, defend it no, myself. No, that's one of the memories of me leaving the theater angry. Right. That I have. It was such yeah. a bad movie. Like, was, I, I hated it. Was it was such a bad movie. That. Right. I didn't, I didn't have, too. I didn't have that visceral and I, response. And who was I with? Either. I was with a bunch it of was, people. It was you. It was me. It was Todd. Yeah. It was oh, you, uh, yeah, Barry. Yeah, flipping out. We yeah, were, I was next to you. We were flipping <laughs> okay. the fuck You out. know what? In the scope of bad movies that we've talked about mm-hmm. here, that is the least bad movie. There's Spider-Man 2 is worse. X-Men Origins is worse. That Fantastic Four Corman is worse. No fucking way. I'm not saying it's... There is foreshadowing, and there is blatantly saying what's going to happen in the next scene. Yeah. And, and that was Terminator Salvation. My, my arguments with Terminator Salvation is the same arguments I have with Amazing Spider-Man 2. Stuff that is happening on there that makes no sense. Reactions make no sense. Nobody acts like a human being. And I'm sorry, but a a 
8,000 ton robot cannot stealthily sneak up on a building. I'm hearing the, the same thing, thing coming out of that your mouth. That was the worst. That was, should have been said about Terminator 3 because that was a worst. That was the worst Terminator in the, in the series. I won't give it a pass. You just did. You I said won't. it was better than Salvation. Oh, it I is better than that. Salvation. Yeah. Uh, fuck it uh, is. We're not saying it's a good good. We're not saying it's a good movie. It's like, well, look at this pile of diarrhea. What do you think about this pile of diarrhea next to this pile of diarrhea? Girls, 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 you're all pretty. Yeah, you're all diarrhea. You're all girls, you're all diarrhea. That's what it comes to those two fucking movies. I know Terminator 3 is not like an Oscar winning fucking film. We're not saying it's a good movie. But it had it had Claire Danes doing good work. Um who was the protagonist kid? Who was it? Whatever he was in Sin City. Claire Danes Nick something. Anyway, yeah, he was okay. He played the yellow bastard in Sin City, whatever his name is. Yeah, he was okay. And uh and then uh, you know, Schwarzenegger is in there as doing the his Terminator. thing. Well, put it this way: What was wrong with that? Everything. Well, you didn't. I thought she was cool. I, I thought that was I, a cool idea—the slick, lean version of a Terminator. Yeah, like I the, thought she was cool. I found agile. Terminator Three to be a very forgettable film. I found Terminator Salvation to be a completely unforgettable film. Right. For the wrong reason. For the wrong reason. Uh, see, and yeah. I don't remember Salvation very Terminator well. Terminator Three is forgettable because you want to use it as a fucking coaster. Okay. <laughs> Maybe, but, but, uh, maybe a but frisbee. If, for but all if you I know. asked me, uh, what do you want to watch today? Terminator Three or Terminator Salvation? I will side on Terminator Three every time. Yeah. I'm with you, dude. Uh, okay. <laughs> but moving on, Matt Smith. So yeah, you know. that's all I got for Matt Smith. Um, did anybody here see uh, the Pirates, the uh, animated uh, Ardman thing? No, I will. How was I, it? I keep meaning to. My brother said. Uh, Are you talking about the, st- the the stop motion claim yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. thing? Yeah. yeah, it's all right. Yeah, no, I, I bought it. I actually I, I fell asleep watching it because I it was on free comic day and I'd exhausted myself. <laughs> well, my nephew loved I it. fell asleep I mean, watching it three different times. When did I you tried enjoy to what it. you were watching before? It you was fell brilliant, asleep? but I was just exhausted. But look at the cast list on it. The cast list is amazing. Oh, he yeah. gets yeah. He's it's at that point. Now it's got um. It's got uh. Simon Pegg is in it and you. Yeah, I mean. The, yeah, the character like or the, the the voice actors in it is is good. Just like if you look at the Fantastic Mr. Fox, it's got a great like voice that cast. That movie is fantastic. But I still have to see no it. It's the title. I, I I don't know the the like pirates uh, fun with scientists or whatever the hell it's called. Or well, uh, I mean, it's just it's just called the pirates. But uh, the book, but the it's book, based on the, the book, books are based on a couple books. The pirates, uh, the pirates and an adventure with scientists, and yes, the pirates and an adventure with communists. I like Fantastic Mr. Fox so much, I'm considering buying the Criterion Edition. Mm. And I don't even know why I'd buy the Criterion, because I don't know what's on it. But I saw well, that it's available, and I'm like... Criterion's the, great. Criterion's, you're a big Wes Anderson head well, to begin uh, with, right? Criterion's awesome packaging and then a lot of great extra features. Yeah. Yeah. Is that what's on it? Every Criterion. Yeah. Well, yeah. no, well, I'm aware of that. I have Criterion myself, but I'm yeah. like, not everything Criterion is best. They don't have the fountain on there. I got yet, some okay? weird Criterions. I have the Criterion. I don't Robo-Cop think the Criterion's ever claimed it's cri- not a bad and the, one. And the Criterion hard boiled. I like I like the Criterion hard boiled. Yeah, but the Chinese fat one. <clears throat> yeah, I don't think Criterion, Criterion. is yeah. ever claimed to be. It's huge money. The best. It was huge made. money. It's not as huge money now that they've reissued it again. They didn't reissue the Criterion though. Hold on, sorry. but it is still yeah. big money. Wait, we're talking about the Chalian fat hard boiled. Yes. Yeah, he said yes. Well, I mean, Twice. I wanted to be positive that because <laughs> he said yeah. now fourth time he said yes. It's one of my favorite <laughs> movies. It's one of my There's favorite conversation <laughs> going on. So I could really get I, that. I, I realize this is new ground for you. Like, Paul does like some stuff <laughs> that we all will like, just on a very rare occasion. Number one, the reason I asked again is yes. because there was conversation and going I, on. I understand. And I understand your your, your skepticism. <laughs> that but was the second is, one. Yes, he is actually talking about the Chow Yun Fat. That's I how he keeps us off big balance. Big money. So we're talking. It costs a lot of money for it. 
when I bought it, it was regular price. Yeah. For a while there, it became exorbitantly uh, overpriced and sought after collectible wise because criterions tend to be limited. The right. Criterion well, version was limited in production. Number one and number two, the big special feature on that disc is it has about forty trailers for films uh, that. Um, John Woo did in China that never saw a proper U.S. release, oh, barely an international release. That's fun. So it's a lot of really great international trailers for these, not international trailers, China Chinese trailers for, for these, these, you little know, known John Woo these movies. little known in America, little known. gun fu yeah. spectacles um, as well as kung fu spectacles huh. that John Woo did. So it was that was why it was very Paul sought loves after. That genre. Now, so I, yeah, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a kung fu nut, but it got re-released and. Uh, as a you know Dragon Dynasty picture now, so that the price of the movie itself has come down significantly, but the Criterion is still sought after well, for I have, those. Uh, I think I have the bits. hard-boiled uh, Dragon Dynasty version. Yeah, maybe. I, I think I do. I mm-hmm. mean, anyway, but I want to find that one. How much would that say be going for? I'm thinking you can find it for around forty now. It's not crazy. It was in the hundreds for so a while. So I could probably find it on eBay. Like Probably, sure. or even and, maybe you know, Amazon Marketplace. Well, okay. I'll, or I, I'll do a little research. What I've always Thank liked you. about the Criterion Collection is I feel like they've never said these are the greatest movies ever made. They've said these are spe- special movies that we feel deserve their respect. There is something of an auteur. There is yeah. something of an auteur voice in each of them, and That's it what definitely it feels like there's a unique voice going on. It definitely feels like one or two people. I know it's a large group of people, but it feels like one or two people have hand selected these films. It does yeah. feel that way, and they, and have said these are unique. Films. I and was. Be I was uh, hoping that at some point, I, and I did this not a while back. I tweeted Criterion. I emailed them. I got Darren Aronofsky behind it. Like you know, had him retweet and everything. Like I may be one of the only people I know that really enjoys the Fountain as from a front to back perspective of life in general. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, Darren's wanted to make a Criterion edition of it. He's wanted to do certain things with it. And you know, I was like, hey, I emailed them. You emailed them here. Retweet it. Darren Aronofsky retweeted it. People emailed it. Hopefully, eventually, Criterion sees the light of day okay. and says, hey, we want to do a Criterion edition of well, Fountain. It's because the Fountain, it, it's, so right it's now, not a bad film. It's, it's just it's, it's a difficult watch for the average cinema goer. Right. And it's an auteur perspective. It's I mean, an art film. I am I'm a film fan. I am a film graduate. I, I, I just, I, it's, it's a difficult watch even for me with a history of film. I get, I get what he's trying to do with it, but it is a difficult watch for most people. Well, it's I it's, did make it all the way through, and I did like the film. Don't 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 take this the wrong way. It just it is a difficult watch. It I, is a very slow burner of a film. For people, I'm not going to spoil anything for the yeah. movie. So you and I will have this discussion at some point. It's just it has it, yeah it has a very slow pacing. So for most people, they're like sitting there going, "When is something going to happen?" Maybe that's why. But I still, I think it's yeah. one of Aronofsky's most powerful pictures, and that he spent a lot of time on. I'm no, I'm not, I'm not denying that it's not a good film. Don't well, get me no, wrong. No. I'm just saying that for the the reason it didn't do too well as the box office and may or may not get a criterion is because it's only going to sell to a very select few people. So that's sometimes what the criterion sure, does, though. And I get that, but it's kind of hard to get behind it when you're looking at not being able to sell that many copies. Uh, Speaking of great films, so we? just real quick, that hard boiled is going for about a hundred bucks new. You can find a used copy twenty five. So there okay. you go. Thank you, Paul. David Goyer is writing James Cameron's Fantastic Voyage. It's been in development for a few years. Is, and this, Cam- is this finally the Coolio project we have all been waiting yeah. for? Yes. This is it. Slide, slide, <laughs> stupidity slide. And Cameron is producing 
Partners hope Goyer can spruce up their version. Uh, Goyer is also responsible for writing the treatment for the Sandman feature, starring Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Uh, although, oh. I don't know, they say starring, but I don't think that's been official yet. I know he's producing it. Yeah, Goyer's done a lot of things. So uh, there, there are two writers out there right now. There's David Goyer, and then there's the Orsi-Kurtzman combo. What? Those are the only two people seem to be writing movies anymore. What is he writing? Repeat that again. Fantastic Voyage. No, no, the Dorsey and Gordon-Levitt thing. Sandman. He wrote... Sandman... You the, need to the, Sandman? the Game and Sandman. You need to list the Geek Shop. I, how did I miss that? I actually I did catch up on everything. I missed that somehow. Uh, yeah, I didn't catch up. Joseph Gordon Levitt is the producer, and he's putting ago. forward uh, Sandman. Yeah. Uh, but Fantastic Voyage will be a new take on the 1966 film that centered on a group of scientists who are shrunken down to atomic size and enter an ailing man's body via a tiny submarine. It is a pretty fantastic. So, Tony, I shrunk the. Yeah, honey, I shrunk the, the scientist. That was the first one. <laughs> that was the first if shrink never, people you know what, movie. If you've never seen the original Fantastic Voyage. It's fun. It's, it's not a fun bad. film. It's yeah. fun. I especially like and when they shrink down. They shrink down the boat and then to to like toy size. Yeah. And then they put it in a toy size syringe and then shrink the syringe down yeah. to normal syringe size. It's, instead of just shrinking it all. The way there's down. a lot of fun ideas in there. Ripe for a reboot on this one. That one yeah, I have I mean, no problem 16... with rebooting just because the technology has yeah. changed. Well, it was today, 60 something. 66. Today you can have the fun of, you know, they're going to, oh, we're in his balls. Yeah. We're totally in his balls, exactly guys. That's going to happen. Oh, no, that shit. Was, that was inner space. Is, is, <laughs> is there a wolf man licking his balls? I think there's a wolf man licking no, his no, balls. No, 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 no. The scientist bites the wolf man's balls. <laughs> I was working I in the lab. I wasn't doing late your thing. I was doing another when thing. When a sight I found was really crazy. It was yeah, the wolf man. Job, and I was glad he was there because I wanted to bite his balls. <laughs> the scene you were referencing, Paul, was, was originally cut out of inner space. Actually, actually, it's in Seth Rogen's inner space. Well, it's because you know when they kiss and, and the pod gets transferred over to her. I don't that was originally supposed more. to be a completely different. Thing. I don't uh, hear about anything more Seth Rogen and inner space. Torgo, you're right though. It does feel like Hollywood has about five people creating everything. At least the blockbuster stuff. Yeah. Certainly. Uh, writing wise, definitely. Well, but they don't care about writers anymore. It's it's mm. the same thing that we Which were re- referencing about source material. It's they're going on with bankable yeah, assets. Yeah. Well, or people they know will give them what they want. Yeah. When it comes to writers, track record. they want people who will give them the direct that they that fits the neat little package and the form that they want. And directors are becoming less and less a commodity in Hollywood's mind. I, I would. Yeah. I, I don't think we're that far away from them. Just you know, using a, a computer to direct movies, which is sad. You're probably not wrong. Yeah. I mean, I mean, how and writing movies. Spielberg's just, not putting out as much stuff anymore, and he's probably one of the few that still has enough clout to say, "This is the film I'm going to make." And he could if get, you don't want to get behind it, I'll find somebody else. He barely got distribution for Lincoln. Yeah. Exactly. And then even before that, was it? It was before it was. Scorsese could had a hell of a time getting distribution for Hugo. Yeah. Uh, what was the the project Warhorse? in between Argo and? Uh, oh, uh, Argo was uh, what's Affleck. Affleck. Yeah. Or not? Sorry, not Argo. I'm thinking of uh, uh, the thing shoot. with the people, where the actors that did movie? the stuff, but the kid. No, oh, the, the, the Olympic, the Olympic Spielberg. Uh, Spielberg uh, shoot, I just saw this. Indiana the other night Jones. Too. No, he's talking about the Olympics seventies when the. Uh, oh, Munich. Munich. Munich thank yes. you. The, that's the, a pretty good a, movie. Yeah, it is actually, there's a, a film in movie. between Munich and. Uh, uh, and War Horse. 
was after Munich. What's, okay, yeah, that's what I was because I remember he had some difficulty with that one as well. Yeah, which getting, is a nice movie. It's not a great. And movie. part of it is his distribution deal that he has with Universal. Is like they have. Well, and it's one of the, like they Spiel- have right of first rejection, saying you know we want it or we don't want I heard it. Spielberg and Scorsese both talk about it. They have no trouble trouble getting international distribution for any of their yeah. movies because the international market goes. Yeah, you're two of the greatest filmmakers in the history of time. Despite what the younger generation says about Spielberg, he's one of the great. I had this debate not too long ago with some people that are in their 20s. They were like, Spielberg's not that great. You just grew up with him. And I went, hello. Just Jaws and Close Encounters of the Third Kind. That right there wins you another like 20 years of filmmaking. Yeah. And then let's get into like Schindler's List and Lincoln, which is an amazing movie. Yeah. The, the list is almost, it's unbelievable how many movies he's Saving made Pirate and Ryan. how many of them are great. <laughs> AI is a really good film, but very ahead of its time. Yeah. And, and it's, Oops. I think the year that it came out, a lot of people are just like, Oh, it's kind of cheesy. It's kind of blah blah blah. Wasn't he think. didn't he rescued that one though? Right? Well, it was Wasn't Kubrick. that uh, it was Kubrick yeah, yeah, rescued? Kubrick, yeah. Yeah. Passed it's, away. It's two different movies. You exactly. see the Kubrick it, movie it and then the Spielberg. It's yeah. really starts. two different movies. Yeah. When the Spielberg movie starts, you go, "Oh, there's Steve," you know? <laughs> which isn't necessarily bad. You just go, "There's Steve, Steven style," and yeah, you know, I I sold that movie. Kubrick's more of an. Alternative. I had it for a long time, and I was like, "Nope." It I just still doesn't. Like it. It's I would have preferred the, it's just, before Steven Spielberg took it. I would have preferred to see the whole finished. It's one of those Kubrick. weird. Well, who wouldn't rather see a Kubrick yeah. film completed by Kubrick? Cause, right. You know, he's an artist. Spielberg's a different kind of artist, but you know. Back in January, the Satanic Temple, a New York-based religious organization, used Indiegogo to successfully fund the creation of their proposed Satanic monument, which they hope will be erected in the State House to, quote, complement and contrast the Ten Commandments monument that resides there now, unquote. The statue, which features a seven-foot-tall rendering of Baphomet, the goat-headed winged Satanic deity, sitting cross-legged on a throne under a pentagram with a child on both sides of him, the Satanic Temple is putting their donations to good use. According to Vice, the group has hired an artist trained in classical sculpture who is currently working on the monument, which, when completed, will then be cast in bronze. Uh, Here is their mission statement, quote, The mission of the Satanic Temple is to encourage benevolence and empathy among all people. In addition, we embrace practical common sense and justice. As Satanists, we all should be guided by our conscience to undertake noble pursuits guided by our individual wills. We believe that this is the hope of all mankind and the highest aspiration of humanity. As an organized religion, we feel it is our function to actively provide outreach, to lead by example, and to participate in public affairs wherever so the issues might benefit from rational satanic insights. In the meantime, if you want uh, some satanic uh, temple merch, you can visit their website where you can also donate $666 to them to get your name on the statue. Once that statue becomes small and readily available in small form. Man, I can't wait. You know how I, have I, you seen the statue? It's a great it's looking great statue. Thing, yeah. So it's got it, it'll, it'll probably be the picture for this episode. It's supposed to be Bahomet, I believe. Yeah. Is that the correct pronunciation? I always called it Baphomet, but Baphomet, okay. So he's it's I, it's I think the, it may be Baphomet. Baphomet, that's right. Okay. Yeah. So it's the Baphomet. goat it's the goat headed yes. centaur looking half cent not centaur, a pan looking critter. With the goat Is that legs. what you posted about last week? Anyway, <laughs> It it it. Oh, uh, no, is, you'll see it this week. It's so cool. It sits there on this little seat, and there's two little statues of kids looking up to it on each one, a little girl, and little boy on each side of it, and his lap is designed as a seat. So 
kids can sit on the lap like Santa Claus. And a big pedigram behind him. So funny. It's now, so funny. I will, I will take funny. it a step beyond this. I think once the hubbub of this well, you know, dies down and you know, they, they do the protests that they really mean to do and, and you know, try and separate church and state a little more, um, I think this will end up in a museum. I think this will actually be – this is social commentary. This is actually – Art that affects people, and I, I, I think this I is going to be around. I agree 100%, and yeah. I don't know that this that this conversation is going to die down anytime soon. Do you hear about that latest uh, judgment that just came down from the Supreme Court allowing uh, oh, secular, prayer. secular prayer, specifically Christian prayer, to be in assemblies, uh, yeah, in to be government assemblies. government assemblies, yeah, 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 and there's plenty of Jewish groups, atheist groups, mm-hmm. in up in arms. It's it's very exclusionary, and and you want to talk about slippery slope? Yeah, you know, and, and the, the rules are like you just can't be hellfire and you can't condemn other religions. Right, in prayer. And, well, and Congress and, always starts off their sessions with prayer anyway. Well, even though it's that was the that was the reason given in the majority statements. Right, when that was released, is that it's their release gets as allowable due to historic reasons. Right. Yeah, and I I don't necessarily think starting you know the Congress, which is it, good because that the House means I the can Senate, own Bongo and sell him. I mean, I don't. <laughs> Dude, think that's what? my first. That's the first thing I thought too. Well, historically, yeah. for historic reasons, I can yeah. own Bongo and sell him. Right. Exactly. Yeah. This is this is the thing. It's 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 a gross miscarriage, and uh, and it should be stricken as as soon as soon as we can. For historic reasons, is the I, I understand tradition, and I understand being aware of our history, but why not learn from our history? That's exactly yeah. right. That's exactly right. <laughs> well, that's, that's for you know for historic reasons, there are still people persecuting. Hurting, harming, yeah. and maiming others in the name of a two thousand year old yeah. book. Well, they're, they're, yeah, they're, yeah, they're basically like, saying that, disgusting. Can we go back? Bonzo's black. It doesn't matter what color he is. You can own a human being at yeah. one time in our history. Right. You could own a human being. Oh, so you're not going back. Yeah. You're going all yeah. the way back. He's okay. Well, black or white? It's not that far back. We just chose to enslave black people. Yeah. But yeah. It's to slavery, say, slavery of human beings. To say historically means that Whoa, because we've always done it in the past, it's okay to do it in the future. Right. Which is a non-argument and a and a really dumb one. It's a non-argument. Which is interesting because the whole framework of the constitution anyway is so that you can essentially learn from your mistakes correct them through law and then progress and um but we are this going is a regressive right now. this right. is a regressive movement well, on behalf of everybody who voted for it on the judge judgeship we're all catholic yeah, yeah. if you look at our history though like you know so after it's all coming from religious well, those judges yeah. will never get reelected Often, oftentimes after a, a <laughs> thank tough, goodness after once their term gets up, they're wait a minute, <laughs> wait a minute. I'm telling you, this is truly the root of all the problems in our democracy right now. Well, it's not a democracy; it's a republic, and it's barely functioning. But uh, as it stands, I think term limits are the key to making things better. Oh yeah, it's not happening anytime in our lifetimes at all levels. Yes, at all levels. Term limitation is going to be key to fixing what's going on. You shouldn't be able to be in the Senate for 30 years. No. No. Agreed. But should you be able to, you know, do 12 years as mayor and then give the job to your wife? Yeah, sure. Okay. (laughs) No, of course not. We did. I know we did. (laughs) I know we did. But, but you know what? But at the same time, I will say this four years probably isn't long enough to get anything done. 
not the way things are not the way things are set up right now. Yeah. But if term limits start to become established, possibly then. things will change. Possibly. Right? You'll you know, go, oh yeah, we got to do something within a two-year yep. span because yep. otherwise nothing will happen. Well, well, well it's done in that second term. We already have term limits for the president. Why not for, for you know everything? Else. It would be great if yeah. when, if we even tried to do that and say, hey, let's vote on it. Th- those fuckers would actually just reword. The sentence and be yeah, like, I know. you know, because they do that every election. I know, but that's but that's what it's going to take, and it, it it'll happen one of these days. I don't know if in our lifetimes, but it'll happen one of these days because they're all mini kings. Oh yeah, yeah that's I like why that. We, yeah, I mean, didn't uh, somebody somebody just declared that we're not a democracy? Who was that? Yeah, uh, the well, Harvard. Just said that. Well, there was a Harvard study that just came out, and they have we no longer research. We are a, a plutocracy. Har- we are ruled by money. Yeah. Simple as that. And not that, not that this is a grand surprise to any forward-thinking individual that's yeah. alive and breathing air. We are but, a capitalistic I mean, society. Uh, you, well, I mean, you Beyond look at that. the last. You look at the, the last set of wars that we have fought. Native. It is clearly those wars are fought purely on a financial basis. There was no proper motivation for those attacks, in my opinion. It was misguided, misinformed, and strange, and it's 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 brought us to our knees. Yeah. Plutocrats, man. Right. How we can, how can we worship a Disney dog? I swear. Well, the fact right, the fact that we well, are a plutocracy. Not even a planet. Right. Exactly. That's where I was going to go. <laughs> the fact that we are a plutocracy uh, is more damning now because we are possibly months, not not much more than a year away from being overtaken as the world's largest economy by China for the first time in history. Right. For the first time in our recent history. Yeah. Well, for the first time in history, we're going to be the we're not going to be the number one dog anymore. And if we continue by the rationale that we are a plutocracy uh, governed and run and owned by the money makers, they are the ones who are putting the decisions forward. Then the greatest money will be in the hands of the Chinese soon. And therefore, many would it will say not it be long is. before. We are. I mean, you look at how much investment China is making in this country already. Oh, Paul, that's just a bunch you. of ting tong right. And interestingly enough, <laughs> I'm not saying that it's necessarily a bad thing. I'm just saying we welcome well, our new Chinese overlords. <laughs> <laughs> it's also one of those things that if when when that happens, not if, but when that happens, we are no longer the top dog in the game that we started. <laughs> um Maybe that's what we need to make us go, oh, wait a minute. Maybe it's time to adjust Possibly. what we're doing. Who can say? How we do History that. is going to play out in interesting and unique ways. Technology has outpaced us already mentally. Interesting uh, times. It is very, well, right. Inter- and that's, and the old, that's the old Chinese curse. And May you live in interesting times. That we're in the bathroom all this stuff that we were talking about earlier. He said the, it already. He said what? He already said the same thing. Oh, he just said yeah. it? Yeah. No, when you're in the bathroom. Oh, yeah. sorry. And there's I nothing, had to go pee, guys. Nothing interesting well, about yes, you going you got, to the bathroom. You're just like Godzilla. What's your Godzilla? Write to us. Comments at UglyCouchShow.com. Have you seen the new toys? No. Did you see the new toys? The Godzilla toys? Good try, though. They're cool. The new Godzilla toy for the new one. It's crazy, though. He has... So there's 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 the giant one. There's like the sixty inch one. Okay, big ass, almost three Gotta foot tall. That sounds fun. I want him. Yeah, I want can, him. Can that one fill up your bathtub with pee? Yep, <laughs> it could if he started peeing. So I want him. But so I've seen like the twelve inch one. So the twelve inch one is crazy. You no, I'm look, dude. You dump him on his ass. You pull his tail up, and he f- goes way forward. And this giant phallus of a fucking blue streak of flame shoots out of him. Eight inches down. It's the craziest. Oh, so it's that? like the flaming vulva Barbie? Yeah. <laughs> okay. It's nuts looking, dude. It's nuts looking. 
His okay. whole head separates and he shoots out a giant phallus of blue flame. Have you seen the flaming vulva Barbie? No. Oh my god. It is so bizarre. There really is like some crazy Barbie doll that that it's 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 actually like burning pussy Barbie. There, look it up on YouTube. There's this, this Barbie biz- doesn't have a pussy. She doesn't have anything. Uh, she does uh, now, apparently, and it shoots flame. Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Until next week, I am Master Dorgo. I'm the famous Paul. 80s Jeff. <laughs> I'm at uh, Captain Luddite. <laughs> I don't know how to follow that one. Fact check Dandy. Fonzo the Beast. It's a weird episode. We'll see you, talk to you next it week. It's a episode. very weird episode. <laughs> um, the uh, somewhere between piss jokes and politics. There's a lot of anger in this. <laughs> toys, piss jokes and politics. The toys anger? are um, a fair amount of anger in this episode. They're also bringing out like retro, the old school toys. Like they're the, so like right the now, one where the fist launches that. Nah, that I one? wish, I okay. wish. No, but they're just basing the, the designs on like the first wave has. Uh, I think it it's King Ghidorah episode. and 1954 or 56 Gojira, the very first. And he looks really weird, but it looks like, I mean, it looks like the real old school nice. man in suit. It's kind of neat. Yeah. I hope this does well in the kaiju resurgence. It's coming, man. It's just part of the whole thing. But Does it look like the suit that uh, Bobcat Goldweight wore in One Crazy Summer? No, that's the that's the one I like the most. <laughs> ah! Yeah. <laughs> that was funny. God, just that was one a- more Savage Steve Holland film, please. Never yeah. Really